You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. This is episode 256, Scott. That's right, John. 256, and we're back after uh, no layoff. No layoff uh, again. That's three in a row. Three in a row, John. And uh, a lot of things went on. We had the big Independence Day, 4th of July holiday. Yeah. America celebrating America. its independence from those uh, septics over in the yeah. UK there. Yeah. And then uh, what else? What else happened? What else? Oh, here's what happened. I had to upload the show up there from Eagle River, North, uh, in no, North Woods. You uploaded the show. I, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Technically, I had to index it and index. upload the RSS feed to make it available on iTunes. I did that from Eagle River, John. You know, I noticed uh, I go on the iTunes or I look up a pod. There's a new podcast app. I don't know how new it is, but I just downloaded it for my uh, iPad. I think you can do it on your iPod Touch as well. Uh-huh. And you could search for podcasts. It's it's basically a link to the iTunes library of podcasts. And ours is nowhere to be found. I mean, if you search for Total Talk Nonsense, it's there. But if you look under comedy and there's like 13,000 podcasts, you see before ours, air out my shorts, you see Mediocre Show, you see Steve Dahl. Nowhere to be found is Total Talk Nonsense. Nowhere. And you know why I think that is? Why is that? It's because it doesn't get uploaded to iTunes till after everybody has downloaded it or listened to it from the uh, from the server. I see. Well, I will check into that, John. I will check into that. We're getting robbed. What is the name of this app, John? I don't know. Podcast. Hold on. Podcast. <laughs> iTunes podcast or something. It's an iTunes app. Tomorrow. Let me see. I'll tell you. Just it's the iTunes podcast. It's iTunes. under podcasts. It's pretty cool. Uh anyway. Yeah, so that you can link right into your podcast. I I don't I believe you can subscribe and download. I haven't even tried it yet. I don't find that. I get top 100 podcasts and I get mix on my radio. Mix on my radio. What do you mean? When I search for that app. When you search for the podcast app? Yes, the podcast app. Come on. Come on, man. Let me try it again. Podcast. You don't know what the name is? Do you have your iPod in there? Yeah, yeah. I, I just it's called podcast. That's the title. Podcasts. I don't know. Plural what. or singular? Hey, listen. Because the Get plural one case. has shitty reviews. I'm not downloading that. Is it podcast box? <laughs> <laughs> your box. Podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. It's got shitty reviews. It's got what's wrong with it? It's only three out of five stars. That's because a lot of people don't know how to use stuff. Oh, is that why? All right. It's free, right? I'm Buggy gonna... first release. Doesn't sync subscribe podcasts across my devices. Doesn't notify when new podcasts are available to listen to. Terrible. 
look at Instacast and match it. Sorry. Well, I'll try this one. We'll see how it goes. It's not that great or intuitive. But, you know, it's a, it's the iTunes version, basically. All right. Well, it's got the same layout. So the first time in podcasting history of TTN, John, yeah, I did not get a chance to listen to episode 255 before recording 256. Now, that's um, a problem. Because when I do the show, I really can't remember what we talk about yeah. at all. Because every time I do the show, I go home, my wife waits up for me, she says, what did you guys talk about? <laughs> and I really struggle to remember what we talked about. Yeah. So then when I listen to the show, it, it oh yeah, I remember now, and it kind of reinforces my long-term memory yeah. so that I don't cover the same stuff. On 256 that I did in 255, which may be the case in this episode, John. So I'm giving you and our listeners a warning uh, because I did not. I'm (laughs) gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. Where'd you get that clip? Who is that? I'm gay. Is that Tom Cruise? I'm gay. It's you. I'm gay. (laughs) From last week. I'm gay. Well, I really don't remember that. I'm gay. I'm a gay. I'm right. a gay. So, John, we recorded on yes, Monday. Yeah. Then, uh, did I leave? No, I left Wednesday. Wednesday. I went up north there to Eagle River on 4th of July. Oh, yeah? Uh, we did that because the traffic, there was no traffic at all. Wow. So it was very nice. We got up there. We stayed with my mother and her husband. And then my aunt and uncle have a huge place and it was kind of a family reunion. You don't say stepdad? Uh, no, I don't say that. <laughs> I don't say that at all. So, my aunt and uncle have a huge place. My And then my cousin is up there Well, he as well. He has a place as well. So, uh, a big family reunion uh, up there. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of peeps. So, it was nice to stay at my mom's because yeah. we had the whole basement to ourselves. And when we needed to get away from all this hectic with these people and these kids and these screaming kids yeah. and these dogs. Yeah. I've never seen so many dogs. We would just uh, drive over to my mom's. It's like a mile away, not even a mile and a half, and uh, go take a nap in the basement. Nice. It was super nice. awesome. And we brought two pork roasts, John, and we grilled them. One of the nights for dinner, we yeah. made potato salad and pork roast. And then we missed, we came home Saturday because we had a Sox game on Sunday. We missed the fish fry that uh, my cousins from Iowa put together on Saturday. I was kind of disappointed about that. Oh, so you came home Saturday. Yeah, we came home yeah. Saturday, got home about 5. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was asking about you at golf. Of course they were. Yeah. Where's the great Scott? Yeah. What'd yeah. you say? I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm is two syllables. I didn't know that. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah. I'm gay. I'm gay. Yeah. 
so then, uh, yeah, we got back into town Saturday, and what we missed was all those 100-degree days, which I was very happy yeah. about. It's still kind of hot, but it's bearable. The thing that I'm upset about is it hasn't rained in five weeks. Yeah, I When know. is it going to fucking rain? I'm tired of yeah. watering. I'm tired of it, John. Tired. Sick and. Oh, when we were up in Eagle River, we... Uh, my uncle has this big deck, and we're underneath the deck because he has like an English basement. And we got the grill, and we're grilling some chicken shish kebabs. And it, his house looks out onto the lake, and we see this storm roll across the lake. I'm like, boy, that looks pretty serious. Like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, eighty mile an hour winds. Nice. But we're under the deck, so I feel safe, right? Yeah. So we hear trees cracking and. We see him falling down, but we all think we're okay because we're under this deck. Under the deck. That's the worst place to be. <laughs> and then this uh, birch, I think it was birch, maybe oak, I don't know. I think it was birch. No, nah, it could be oak, I don't know. What do I know? This branch is probably, um, I don't know, 16 inches long, maybe an inch thick. Yeah. Comes screaming out of the sky and slams me. Right in my ankles, both oh. of them at the same time. Ow! And just smack me. And then we all looked at each other and we hightailed it into the house there. <laughs> so a bunch of trees came down. Whoa. Chainsaws had to be had yeah. to come out. And then when we when we left, when we drove to my mother's, uh, we couldn't get up the road. Well, we could. We had to squeak by a couple of trees that fell down in the road. Yeah, it was this. It only lasted five minutes at the most. Yeah, we were, uh, what day was that? I think it was last Sunday we had something scream through here. DP? Yeah, but it it was, uh, it was, no, it was last week. Uh, we were just sitting on the deck and we could see it come in and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. And we could see debris flying overhead. And I could see the wind start way over to the right, way over north. Because those trees were bending like halfway. And then it got closer uh, south. It kept coming towards our house. And I could see those trees bending, but still no wind by us. Then I see our trees bending. And then you could feel it and see shit flying overhead. I said, we better get in the house. We go inside. Everything's great. You know, it's just blowing really bad. Not a drop of rain. And uh, my wife goes driving to do something, and there's trees down everywhere going towards, I think it was a week ago Sunday. And there were trees everywhere. Uh, I come to work that Monday, and... There was a tree snapped in half in our parking lot. And like two inches of rain came down. I was watching our surveillance video. It was insane, man. But it didn't even like... It just was windy by us. Not a drop of rain. Just a little wind. And uh, it looked like they had a tornado. My buddy at work was telling me trees were uprooted in his neighborhood and he had just got back from Macomb. Yeah. Yeah, no, the weather's South really weird. Hit pretty hard. 
Well, John, uh, it's the it's the hottest year in the U.S. since ni- 1895. Whoa. Yeah, but global warming, that's that's science BS, right? Yeah. That's the scientists it's making up that climate change BS. crap. It's all BS. Yeah, it's, it's a conspiracy. Conspiracy. Yeah, so then I'm up in Eagle River. My Uncle John is there. He's a, a pseudo-hobby carpenter kind of a guy. So I say, you got to stop by my house. Check out my back porch. I just need yeah. some tips, and uh, I'm going to tell you what my plan is, and I need you to kind of correct me if I'm wrong and tell me to set me on the right path. Okay, I'll come by Tuesday night. Great. So I'm thinking I'm going to go to Morning Fields. I'll get some steaks. I'll grill yeah. them. My uncle come over. We'll eat steaks. We'll talk about my back porch. I get a call today. Hey, uh, I'm coming over. I'm like, hey, it's Monday. You said you were coming over Tuesday. Yeah, but I'm leaving. I, I finished my work and I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to drive back to Knoxville tomorrow. So I'm coming tonight. But I don't have any steaks, man. I'll just stop by. Well, I got to go. I got to do stuff. Come on. Come but he, on, ca- he came man. over. It was very nice. Gave me some uh, new information about my father, John. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, I really don't care, but my wife is going to follow up some leads. What's going on? What's going on? Nothing, really. Oh. Uh, my wife's into the Ancestry.com. Yeah. And she's got her side of the family kind of mapped out. And she's working on my side of the family, but there's that big black hole where my dad is, because nobody knows shit. <laughs> Um, but my uncle gave us some information, so nice. she may be able to follow up some leads. <laughs> I haven't seen mine since I was like 10. And it was just like, what's up? That's it. Sup. What's up? Sup, man. Hey, Phil posted on Facebook, uh, John, three words, tales of wonder. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell that story? Tales of Wonder. No, it does not ring a bell, John. Uh, Phil and I were asked to... Um, we were asked to uh, play music at St. James Music Ministry uh, to sit in with the pit band. They needed a drummer and a bass player. And it was a big fucking production. I mean, they had mics hanging from the ceiling and actors and... And it was in the gymnasium. And the gymnasium was uh, converted into like a big theater. And they had this huge sound system and lights and everything. And we actually got paid. Well, we got paid in studio time. And we had like two rehearsals. And they gave us sheet music. (laughs) Like, I know how to read sheet music, you know. Maybe when I was in sixth grade playing the cornet, but I haven't read off of sheet music in years, you know. And the and the the uh, music director was like an ex Philharmonic Tabernacle Choir uh, chick, and um, she was really rude because she. Do you know what a retard is? Do you know what a retard is? I almost said, yeah, you, bitch. (laughs) Wow. At the end of a song, I didn't retard. And I kept having trouble with a 3-4 measure in the middle of one of the songs. And the flautist, 
she's like, don't worry, I'll signal you when it comes up, because I'm trying to follow along. And uh, yeah, it was a whole big production. And then they asked me to come back. And I said, look, listen, listen. And you've met this guy before, John, from the, he, we did some recording with him. Well, yeah. we did the, the, uh, um, it was his studio, Kids right? of the Future yeah. and all that. Yeah. Well, he, uh, it was his church and he asked me to come back for Pentecost or for, or whatever, for Easter and play drums at a couple of their masses. And I said, well, you know me, I'm a non-believer, so I, I only take cash. <laughs> and they actually paid me $45 an hour nice. to play drums. But it was so funny because Phil, uh, <laughs> we would like make eye contact every once in a while and start cracking up like a bunch of altar boy dorks. But it, Phil maybe could tell some more of the story. Tales of Wonder was the name of the musical uh musical i guess it's called marty hagen tales of wonder a musical storytelling cd wait there might be some audio here there might be some of audio the stuff of gold. that you played yeah not of us playing of one of the songs the of stuff the songs. that you covered yeah and you <laughs> this is what you played yeah. Dude, we had a whole professional pit band, man. This is the one that's Joe or uh, Phil and I cracked up on. And then disaster struck him down. His children and his servants died. His cattle slain, his body wrecked with sorrow. It's very upbeat. And yeah. <laughs> Job cried out. Job cried out. Yeah. That's awesome. How long ago was this? Where is your love? Yes, Lord. <laughs> I played in this. Where? How long ago? <laughs> 1992 or something, or 91? Gives us all the strength to follow from darkness into light. When our hearts are filled with hate Big drums right there, man. Hey, we got $150 worth of studio time each. Stars of heaven. I never told this story. No, I never heard this. Yeah, Phil the bass player and I played in a production of Tales of Wonder, a musical storytelling. How many shows did you do? Uh, a couple. Uh, there was a couple of shows. I think there was two in one day and then one in another day. And uh, yeah, we rocked it out, man. Oh, I remember this one. Teach us the 
My first professional jobbing gig. Yeah, Scott, how about that? <laughs> See that, it about Jesus. The grace of God didn't yeah. touch you and no. convert you into he a believer? He touched me with $90 <laughs> on Easter. Nice, in cash. I got there. No, I got there and there was a check a check to me. Yeah. Oh, they didn't take it out of the, no. the tithe? Right of, no. no, they didn't just grab a handful <laughs> of money out of the basket and hand it to me. And then Here say, give us 10% back. Yeah. I'd be like, what? We need to tithe, John. What, what you talking about, Willis? Well, that's out of sight. Can't believe you weren't a convert after that. No. After that stirring <laughs> musical rendition. Oh, somebody posted on the, uh, uh, I listened to Total Talk Nonsense uh, Facebook, a picture of Katie and her weird side boob. Katie in a weird yeah, side Katie boob. Yeah, Katie Holmes in a s- shot of her side boob. It, it looks weird, but I think it's just the way the, the dress or That's the, way the, the dress blouse is, is hanging. That looks like a pancake. Yeah, it's an optical illusion, John. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. <laughs> oh, man. It's the way the dress is folded, it makes you think that there's like air in, in her blouse. <laughs> But there's not. It's no. it's folded against her side right. boob that makes it look like a pancake, but it certainly is not a pancake. Right. That is my expert opinion on the left Very good. Very good. side boob of Katie Holmes. So, hey, man. I saw hey, man. some movies. Hey, hold Did it, man. See? I got to talk about the Sox game, man. Oh. We were in the Diamond <laughs> Sweep. I called you. I said, "Hey, you want to go?" And you're like, "No." It, what? No. Well, maybe that's not what I said. Let me check out the Diamond Suite on the interwebs and see if it's oh. cool enough for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you couldn't go. No. So I was. Uh, my well, wife was the it, host. It was actually. like my wife said, "Yeah, you could go," and I could go by myself. Okay. Yeah, but then. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to bring somebody because you had two tickets. No, you don't have to bring anybody. So I didn't want to like go by myself, and then you guys got to eat a ticket. No, it's not that way at all. My oh. wife was the host, so she got the she had to sign all the checks. You know, like when the dessert card came around yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. But that was it. It was I've, good. I've dumped like sixteen hundred bucks <laughs> on the suite we have. Uh, we have it. The United Center. No, not United. Yeah, United Center, right? Yeah. What I is it know. called now? Is it still the United Center? Yes. I've dumped big cash. It used to be the Chicago Stadium. Yeah. Well, and then they tore that down and they built the United Center. But we but that's the cell the cellular whatever suite, right? That's the diamond suite. Diamond John. suite. The whatever. Diamond. Whatever. How right? many people were there? I don't know, like twenty four. Oh, that's it? Yeah. How many people does it hold? I don't know, like 500. Oh, I got access possibly to the Harris suite at the uh, United Center. You know how big that is? No. The Harris Bank suite? No. Dude, it is like fucking insane. Well, I don't a- have access because my brother-in-law, but uh, a guy that uh, I do business with has access to it. You can invite me? Yeah. Nice. It's huge. I mean, it's le- it covers 
one whole side. They moved our suite to another section just so they could take it, take up that all that space. Because I remember we were in like uh, section uh, whatever suite forty nine, and it was right behind one of the baskets, and it was right behind when I saw you two live. We were behind the stage up there, but we also have like uh, obstructed view seating. So you can go down on the main floor and sit in those seats too and come back up and, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, but then I came to a, a I go to go to 49. I walk down there and there's a wall. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I turn around. I look at my tickets. We're in like 46 now. They moved us. So instead of like right behind one of the baskets, we're off to the side on the corner. Which is kind of better, actually. Kind of better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that invite, John. I will clear my calendar. <laughs> You'll clear it for the whole year? <laughs> I will clear it for the whole year. I, you don't know how. I've turned down at least three games last year. Bulls games? This past year, actually. A couple of Hawks, Bulls. Well, like they call me at three in the afternoon... Hey, I got uh, four extra tickets for tonight. It's like, what the fuck? You're going to tell me now? So next time they do that, me and my son and you and your son will go. Right on. Yeah. Right on, John. Yeah. So anyway, your Diamond Sweet story. No, that was it. That's it? That's it. I ate, uh, <laughs> I ate four hot dogs. Four hot dogs. Well, what would happen is they had all this food, and my son would try food, and then he didn't like it. Yeah. Um, so then I'd end up eating oh, it. So yeah. I, I had two hot dogs by myself, and then my son went to get my wife a hot dog. She's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm really full. So I didn't want it to go to waste, so I ate that one. And then the game was a really long game, so right before we left, I ate another one. But then in in between there, I had like some sort of a beef sandwich, yeah. like a Philly cheesesteak thing. Did you have shrimp cocktail? I had some wings. No shrimp? No shrimp. I had a shish kebab. My son tried a beef shish kebab. He didn't like it. Then he tried the chicken one. He didn't like it. So I ate those. <laughs> uh, what else did I have? Uh... That was it. They had wow. some um, ribs, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't try any of those. No oh, I ribs. Had, I had some bacon, lettuce, and tomato salad with ranch dressing. Mm, yeah. And a lot of water. Oh, and some M&Ms. Oh, and then I had to eat oh. my wife's chocolate cake because she didn't like it. Oh, Jesus So, Christ. I think, well, you know, I got my <laughs> calorie counter. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? It's called, uh, what the hell is it called? Calorie my fitness counter. Pal. My fitness pal? My fitness pal. I love this thing, John. Yeah. So I put in my calories for that day, and I think it was like over 2,500 just for the lunch that I had. That's not bad. Well, I'm I'm only supposed to consume uh, like 1,700 a day to maintain my weight. If I want to lose weight, I got to go under that. So, for example, the first week I had this, I 
was 4,000 calories under my weekly where did, goal. Where did you get that number from? Because mine is like, uh, I could eat like 2,700 calories to lose weight. Really? Yeah. Well, you got to put your weight in. Yeah, I did that on Live Strong. And then uh, it tells you, uh, okay, here's how much, how many you need to eat to maintain your weight. Here's what you need. Uh, then I put. Did you in, put male or female? <laughs> I don't remember it asking, <laughs> but I probably put male. You did not. You probably put female. So I'm John, gay. The first week, four thousand gay under my weekly goal. Wow. Last week, though, I was only 1,600 calories under my weekly goal. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this week to get back into that uh, other range there. But I like it. It makes me keep track. And even when I, I don't have the iPad... So what's your typical I think food about, intake? I think about day. entering stuff in I, I did that, too, with my iPod Touch, but I just got so annoyed... Trying to search for food. Oh, you had a shitty app then because yeah. I search for food and and I find what I'm looking for. <laughs> like Monday on the July second, there. Let's go with uh, let's go with Tuesday. That's a better day. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What the hell happened? Yeah, Tuesday, July third. I had milk chocolate for breakfast. I had a half pound burger with cheese and bacon. I had large fries and a large Coke. And I didn't eat any dinner. So I consumed 1,400 calories and I had 578 remaining. I did go overboard on the sugar, though, uh, by 63 grams. But that's okay. My fitness pal. My fitness pal. I love it, man. I love it. I I can't find it. Oh, there it is. All right, I'm downloading it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, it's totally awesome. I dig it, man. I dig it. And when you create your account, then we can be buddies and, and we can send each other updates. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like I could say... Uh, That's great. We're my fitness pal buddies. I'm Flem, gay. Flem Livid Burn. I'm gay. 488 calories doing 60 minutes of cardio exercise. Yeah. You know, I, I can send you updates like that. Yeah. So it inspires you. You know what I'm saying? I got to create an account. Yeah, you created an account. Fuck, man. All right, I'll do that later. Yeah, do that later. So I saw some movies, man. man, And if you are on MyFitnessPal, my handle is FlemLivit. Yeah. All right. All right, man, so you saw some movies. Yeah, I I saw three movies. You did? Yeah, what did you see? Uh, I I uh, I don't know if it was, was your recommendation, but I I saw Twenty One Jump Street. Yes, I recommended that. I laughed my fucking ass off on that movie. Wasn't it good? I I was, <laughs> dude. Okay, but I got to ask you a couple of questions, man. Okay. Uh, you said you watched it with your daughter. Yeah, she's what? Fourteen. Fourteen. You yeah. watched it with your daughter. 
Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna, you know, I I'm not gonna come down on you about parenting or anything like that. Before I come down Ooh. you on you on parenting, you're gonna come down on me. No, uh, oh. I'm telling oh, you, I'm I not see. going to. But now I'm going to. What so the go ahead. fuck are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> what it was a comedy. You want me to beat your dick off? It's not you real. Want to beat my dick off? I'll beat your dick off with both hands. Let's go. That's weird, man. Hey, mate. I think what he was trying to say was he's going to punch you so many times around the genital area that your dick's just going to fall off. So right at that moment, where <laughs> did you look at each other? And, no. Uh, that would be awkward. No? No. So what yeah, about because this? Because you some Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus looking motherfuckers. I know what you're thinking. Angry black captain. It ain't nothing but a stupid stereotype. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? I'm black, and sometimes I get angry. So suck a dick. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what? What? Okay, so... Is that how me. some people talk? Yeah, I'm, okay. sh- I'm sure it is. So I'm sure she's heard it before. Okay, that's the part where I have trouble with parents. You're not her friend, Okay. She I'm doesn't not her need, friend. She doesn't need the source to be her dad. The what? The source of that kind of language to be her father. She's heard all this stuff. She's probably even seen this movie already, and she acted like she didn't. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, you're not her friend. You're her parent. Yes. I am her father. So what about this part? Think of something gross. Think of something gross. You fucking think of something. Okay, uh, 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 your grandma's vagina, and there's a dick going into it. What the like, fuck? No, 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 I'm just trying. I'm trying. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I don't. I, I can't. I don't understand you, man. What are you? Hey, thinking? I didn't say it wasn't awkward. Yeah, well, why would you watch it with your daughter? Why don't you say, no, you're not 17. When you're 17, you can watch this movie. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) So the glorification of drugs on a young mind is not a big deal. You think your daughter is mature enough... How were drugs glorified in that movie? What do you mean? That whole scene when they're all drunk and they all uh, and they're all drugged up and they're uh, uh, and they go batshit insane and then that they was glorified. then they get all this confidence and fuck science, yeah. <laughs> Don't, blow my, that that Don't blow my face! Don't blow my face! Don't blow my face! Oh, dad, that looks really cool, man. I could see a guy's head as an ice cream cone. That would be awesome. <laughs> you want me to beat your dick off? You want to beat my dick off? I'll beat your dick off with both hands. Let's go. That's weird, man. Hey, mate. I think what he was trying to say was he's going to punch you so many times around the genital area that your dick's just going to fall off. I'm gay. What? What? I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Would you let her listen to the show? No. Why not? What's the difference? I don't know. That's oh a good point, God. John. What did your wife say about this? She wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just blew snot in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that go down? How did that discussion go down? You let her watch 21 Jump Street? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's R-rated. All right. Yeah, that was it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. Well, why don't you let her watch porn and start smoking some weed? Why would I do that? I don't know. She's going to do it anyway. Isn't that illegal? So what? So it's speeding. You don't speed? No. No, now you're lying. No. What do you want me to say, John? Just tell me what you want me to say. I'll say that. Oh, here we go. (laughs) And we'll get on with it. (laughs) I'm just trying to help, man. I'm just trying to understand... (laughs) What you're fucking thinking of? <laughs> I just can't imagine sitting in a room with now my daughter. Now I put on weird science. I said you got to see this, Shannon. This is one of the classics from the eighties. Okay, okay. So we turn it on, and as soon as they put their bras on the head and everything, and they're like trying to get the doll. She's looking at me. She's like, oh, my God, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I don't know. This is great. This is great. And then the doll turns into whatever her name is, Kelly McGillis, or I don't remember the actress. And they're in the shower with her fully clothed, and she just gets up so embarrassed. Hey, where are you going? It's PG-13. Dad, I am not watching this with you. And that was it. It wasn't Kelly McGillis. It was uh, Steven Seagal's ex-wife. <laughs> well, who was that? I don't know. Kelly something or other? <clears throat> I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I saw 21 Jump Street. I thought it was hilarious, but all I could think of throughout the whole film <laughs> was I could not imagine sitting through this with my daughter sitting next to me. And laughing out loud. And first of all, I know she wouldn't even go near it with any of us in the room. She does want to see it. Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. That's right. Um, But we said uh, no. And she wants to see Magic Mike. Um, But one of the parents came back and said, yeah, I don't know. You know, when I look at Breakfast Club... And I watch that movie, and that's rated R, and then they compare it to a movie like this where a guy picks up his dick with his mouth. Uh, it's a little... I don't understand how that movie was ever rated R. Which that, one? This Breakfast Club. Oh, right, right. Well, we talked about Ted last week where uh, Ebert said, this movie's rated R for some adult content. Comment? Content. Oh, but Ebert said it's all adult content. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get this. Okay. Hello? You're in the air. Hello? Hello. Hey. Can you hear hey. us? I can hear you. It's Amber. How are you guys? Hey, Amber. What's up, man? What's happening, Amber? How are you guys doing? Great. Wow, you got a special microphone or something? Yeah. Wow, it sounds like you're here. Oh, well, that's good. In the doesn't room. Look, doesn't look like I'm there. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Are you mad because we didn't call you? Say, come uh, on over? Uh, maybe maybe a little upset. Maybe a little upset. <laughs> really? I didn't even know you wanted to come over. Yeah. I always want to come over. Oh, well, John, why didn't you call her? 
come see my family? I did. I don't know. I thought maybe I don't know. You didn't ask. You didn't tell me you wanted her to come over. Of course, you could come over anytime. I should have come. Just not here. He's in Vegas. What's he doing there? Uh, winning a lot of money apparently. So he'll probably lose it tomorrow. <laughs> well, very good. What's going on? What's up with you? How was your Fourth of July holiday? My 4th of July was uh, excellent. I spent uh, the day in a kiddie pool, like a little like little kid's pool, and then I made uh, rummy bears, which is when you take gummy bears and you soak them in alcohol. How long do you soak them for? Uh, a few hours. And then you eat them, right? And then you eat them. And then hilarity ensues? Hilarity <laughs> What happens? Uh, everyone gets drunk. On gummy bears? Rummy bears? Yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like jello shots but but cuter. Yes. Very nice. Yes. So I made some uh, I made some piña cobladas and I made some um bergeritas. Cobladas. Yeah, cubs. Oh, get it. I got it. Yeah. I'm some a little bergeritas. I made some fozzy navels. <laughs> I was drinking vodka and gin gimlets. <laughs> yes. That sounds good. A lime sounds juice. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds less candy-like. I'm gay. Okay. I'm gay. I'm gay. That's what I was doing. Yes. I'm what gay. Doing, what? What were you doing? Yesterday? I thought uh, we were talking about the 4th of July. Oh, 4th of July. That was not yesterday. It was so fucking hot. Went yeah, to uh, went to like the worst parade ever in my town. Uh, my stepdad was playing in it, um, and then uh, it was really hot, wasn't yeah. it? I took a nap and then went over to Special Ed's house. He had a barbecue, and because it was a work day, it started at four, and I got home by about ten thirty. Didn't even see any fireworks because our town doesn't have it anymore. Oh, lame. Yeah, and we got a casino now. So it's like they didn't do it because they didn't have enough money, and now we got Brazilians of dollars coming in. Yeah, what the hell? You should have all the money. Yeah, all of it. So I don't know what the deal is. Well, that's interesting. Hey, I want to clear something up with oh, uh, with Scott. Yeah. Uh, you you made an assumption about my blog that was that was wrong. Allegedly, I said allegedly. You you eventually said allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> that had uh, that had nothing to do with Polly B. That was with somebody else and was was much more recently than Polly B. Oh, Aha, much I more was recently. Right. All right. So what we're talking about here I is I was right. Amber put some blog posts together. Very good blog posts. Uh, reviews of Fifty Shades of Grey. In one of them, there was a TTN reference. In another one, she made reference to meeting a guy at the airport in only an overcoat with nothing else on underneath. And of course, I assumed it was Polly B. Who else would you meet at the airport other than our international uh, traveler, uh, Polly B. from the Punky Show? At yes, because he's Guadalupe. the only person that would fly here to see me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it wasn't Polly B. It was somebody else. It uh, could not really be any more the opposite of Polly B. Unless uh, he were a woman. I was going to say, is it a woman? 
Oh, well, no, then it would be more of a man, I guess. Okay, so this person doesn't drink, <laughs> right? Is not funny. Is very tall and handsome and uh, has all their hair and is uh, younger. And what else? He's a little older than Polly B, actually. But older? He looks a lot, but he looks a lot younger. But he looks younger. I see. Very good. And how did that go? Did that work out well? That went very well, yes. And, this, was, yeah, and we didn't even get arrested, so... This is somebody that you met before, right? It's not somebody you met online and said, hey, fly in to see me, and then you picked yeah. him up at the airport never meeting him before? No, this is somebody that I met in person the first time, so... I got some audio of their meeting. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. That's 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 not right, John. You know, uh, John. I can't hear it. So I don't know which one you picked. John was just busting my balls about oh, about watching Twenty One Jump Street with my daughter, and then he goes and plays that clip. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Did Did you hear that now? I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a little bit ambitious for my car. What? It's a little bit ambitious for such a tiny yeah, car. Read between the lines, John. <laughs> you couldn't even wait to get home. I'm a little slow. We're crying out loud. <laughs> well, where's the fun in that? That's not. That's not dangerous. You're at home. Right. So, getting back to Fifty Shades of Grey. I've read that you're going to follow up with the next two books. What? (laughs) But you're getting your friend involved. I am a horrible person, and I am getting my best friend to read the second book with me, and then the reviews are going to encompass our discussions. It'll be like a little book club. It'll be a little... uh, You're going to do audio, video stuff, or are you going to blog post? Uh, I'm going to blog post, but we... I'm going to see her in August, so we were thinking we might pick a couple of our favorite scenes and do some dramatic interpretations of them while we're together, because she lives in Baltimore. Is that the lesbian? That is the lesbian. Who can say boobs in many different languages? Well, listen to this. So today I got a letter from her following up on that. Should I read it? Yeah. It's It's short. It says, Dear Amber, you are neat and I like you. I want to tell you that, and also make sure you have a hard copy of a list of other names for boobs. Jugs, tub thumpers, titties, kachongas, milk bags, sand, sandbags, baby pillows, gazungas, knockers, yaboos, dirty pillows, kablingies, fun bags, missiles, weapons of mass obstruction, tits, slappers, mangoes, loaves, jublies, fun times, bazoombas, grabby things, whoppers, flappy jacks, happy meals, cassabas, headphones, breastuses, bazookas, hooters, booby jugs, good and plenties, tugboats, bus passes. There, now you have a list. Don't say I've never given you anything. Love, Heather. <laughs> She just sent me that. That's it. That's all. And, nice. and a drawing of some of some dinosaurs. But so yeah. That's, so that's why she's my best friend. So I don't. I don't know why I'm being such a terrible person and, and roping her into this. What about? I didn't hear dirty pillows. Oh, I feel like that was on there. Maybe. Man, let's see. I didn't hear butterballs. Uh, I had baby pillows. And cantaloupes. 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 <laughs> or double whammies. 
it seems like that's kind of covered by mangoes and cassabas. Is just melons in general. I can see your dirty pillows. <laughs> oh, dirty way. pillows! Yeah, yeah, it's right here between yabus and kablingi. Aha! I didn't hear Hello. earmuffs. Did you? Do you know what that's from? Dirty pillows. No. Here it is. Here it is. Hand warmer. See your dirty pillows. Everyone will. Breasts, Mama. They're called breasts. Name that movie. I have no idea. I've never seen that. Uh, Goonies. No. Carrie. Carrie. Oh, Carrie. They show a close-up of one of her boobs and her nipple is slightly hard. And see your dirty pillows. Everyone will. There it is. Breasts, Mama. They're called breasts. And every woman has them. They're remaking <laughs> Carrie. Ah! <laughs> Really? Are Again? They? Yes. Didn't they remake it once already? I don't think so. Did they? What? The original one was John Travolta and Sissy Spacek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey. Hey. Yeah, Absolutely. I can't see that. I'll have nightmares. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> that's scary. I've, I've been having nightmares since I saw Spider-Man last week. What? I've been having nightmares about spiders every night, but once oh, yeah. since I saw that a week ago. There is a little freaky part that kind of yeah, it got was me a little uh, got me a little worked up. Yeah, it was that was bad. I was I was looking at my feet once I realized what was happening, and I was just like, "You tell me when it's over," like a little kid, you know. Oh yeah. But I've had nightmares every night, but one. Did you like that. it? Did you like it? I did like it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't like it as much as Avengers, but I did like it a lot. Yeah, I would agree. I uh, it wasn't as good as Avengers, but it was fucking good, man. It's a reboot, right? So they tell the yeah. story of Peter Parker from scratch again. Yeah, it's a little darker version. It's uh, darker than the yeah. first one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought the first one was too dark, and then they got darker. Two and three. They go into a little more of of his parents dying. At the beginning, mm-hmm. which th- they didn't do at all in the first ones, right? Or in the Tobey Maguire ones. I don't remember that. No. Um, but it is, uh, in the first one, uh, when Uncle Ben dies, it's like, yeah, whippy do. But when he dies in this one, it's a little more heart-wrenching. Yeah. It's not, yeah, whippy do? Yeah. No, it's not, yeah, whippy do. No, it's pretty sad. But uh, it's darker in the sense that the kid uh, really, really takes all the shit that's going down to heart. I mean, he get, starts getting really angry, and uh, and he's got this. Uh, the girlfriend is not the Mary Jane; she's the uh, Gwen, the other yeah, Gwen Stacy, yeah, who is a different. Uh, who was friends with Mary Jane in the comic books. Um, and I believe I was reading that they took more of a, some of the adaptation from the the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man series. In- oh, okay. Instead of uh, the original Spider-Man, uh, the Stan Lee version. Because they did, they what they did was they... Uh, Instead of him shooting venom, uh, venom <laughs> webs out of his wrists, he actually p- 
created a device that went around his wrist that would shoot the spider webs and and the webbing being so strong they did a little bit of a backstory on that which was kind of cool which that's the part where you got the ning nings watching the yeah spiders crawling all over that was pretty creepy yeah i was not a fan of that part and i should have known that that was coming yeah and then and then it kept happening because then he's then you see it on his neck and then you see it in his room yeah. It's just like, come on. When is this thing with the spider done so that I can actually watch the movie instead yeah. of my feet? Yeah. You you haven't seen it yet, Scott? I have not seen it. I really don't plan on seeing it. Uh, I have really no interest in it. I can wait for the DVD. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I, I, I'll spend $10 for fishing with the Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was... Uh, 16 a ticket. Yeah. Um, but oh, What a loser. I just saw the Tobey Maguire one. It seems like yesterday, John. I need to see the a, a reboot of that? I don't need, I don't need that. I really I didn't think, care for the Tobey Maguire one. The comic book. I felt books. like this one was better than the Tobey Maguire one. Yeah. Well, as long as Kirsten Dunst isn't in it, yeah, it's going to be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, Emma Stone's in it. Yeah, she's pretty hot. She's cute. Yeah. She's smart, too. There's a lot of science in this one. Science! Science. He's very scientific. And, uh, you know, they did, instead of, like, kind of a muscular Spider-Man outfit, it was more of a, you know, like a leotard type. So it looked more like he made it versus got manufactured by some special effects company. Right. And uh they kind of did the mask a little cooler and how they how they uh how he played that off and how he made it and and his mask is off quite a bit in the film. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And he gets the shit kicked out of him like all the time. Holy shit, yeah, he does constantly. I mean, he comes home and he's all bloody and beat up. Oh, I fell on my skateboard. <laughs> it's good, man. It's pretty funny, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you should see it, Scott. I don't understand. How many Normans you give it there, John? Oh, out of four, three and a half. Three and easily. a half out yeah. of four. How about you, Amber? I give it three. Three out of four. Yeah. Could have been better. Stop blowing your nose on your Could have been microphone. Better. What? Amber, you go. Oh, I don't mean to be. Sorry. I know, but you can't hear it because you don't have headphones on monitoring your sound hey that's try not to breathe that's louder that sounds good when i'm right up on the mic like that doesn't scott it sure does i sound like howard stern don't i you sure do john it sounds like you're right there i'm gonna put my condom back on there we go what yeah it's like a condom (laughs) for the microphone (laughs) oh Oh, like, what the hell are you guys yeah. doing over there? <laughs> Nothing. Kind of glad I didn't come out now. No. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. I'm gay. You're a dip I love teacher. The shaft <laughs> of his penis. <laughs> I love gay. the shaft <laughs> of his penis. All right, we I'm can go on gay. forever with that, right? <laughs> a large crowd. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
So what else? Uh, I think those were the main things. Uh, I had a my stripper show last weekend. No. How did that go? That went very well. Uh, Phil came out. Phil, the bass player, not not Phil McCracken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John, has Phil flown anywhere recently? Phil plus uh, bug the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, the Blaze player? Yeah, the Blaze player. <laughs> Why don't you just tell his address and give his phone number Is out? Is he flown anywhere recently, John? I don't know. Does he got wings? What do you mean? Is he flown anywhere? On an airplane. I don't know. Why he's asking? Is he older than Polly B? Polly <laughs> <laughs> P? I think he is, yeah. <laughs> Chatham Taining? <laughs> Chatham Tanning, man. <laughs> Chatham Tanning. It just dawned on me where you were going with that. Shut up. <laughs> Bolly P. All right. So when is the next show? The next show. Do, well, well, hold on. What what goes on in the show? Uh, well, it was the student show, so it was all the girls that were that were graduating, doing their solo numbers, and then. My group came out, there were 14 of us, and we did a group number while they changed into their outfits for their group number, which is the finale. Anybody not graduate? Yeah, but what happens in the show? What do you, what do you, uh, do you have clothes on, no clothes on? You you start with clothes on. I had on uh, a bra and panties and a waist cincher, and we had little hand fans. So the waist cincher came off, the panties came off, we had a G-string under that. And that was it. Where was this place? So your your breasts are showing. No, I had a bra on. The oh, last time, the one that I did in December, we went down to Pasties. Oh. oh nice. What was the place called? It's Joe's on Weed, Joe's Bar. Oh, yeah. Joe, yeah we used to I do open mic night there, didn't we? I didn't know. That. I did. With the weeders there <laughs> and the uh, Dan, the blaze player. That must be why they moved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't working. Let's have burlesque shows. At least Phil, the bass player, will come out then. Yeah, so yeah. then a couple of my uh, girlfriends came out, my friend Jenny and my friend Stacy, and uh, by the end of the show, they'd both gone online and signed up for classes. Wow. Yeah. Ah, see? You should get a cut of that uh, yeah. tuition there. Well, Jenny wants to do a duet number with me with lightsabers and have a lightsaber battle. Nice. All stripping. I like hearing so. that. Yeah. yeah. That YouTube would probably go viral. Yeah. My blog went viral. Yeah. I heard that. Did it? Yeah. From the from the Fifty Shades thing, it, it got into a like a marketing newsletter and I had like fifteen thousand page views one day and thirteen thousand the next day and it's dropped off a little bit, but I'm still running between like three and six thousand page views every day. Wow. Yeah. So, so you get psyched. Apparently, any... if you just uh, y- yell a lot in all caps <laughs> and hate yeah. on a popular book, you get really popular. Wow, you could have done a Google Ads or something and made some dough. I did sign up for uh, Amazon Associates, Amazon Associates UK, because the US version we can't sign up for for some reason because we're in Illinois. Really. Yeah, I tried to sign up for the U.S. version, and they're like, nope, Illinois, you suck. Yeah, because you tax us. Right. That's why. So it's like, and, and most of my readership's in the U.K. anyway, so I was just like, well, I'll sign up for the U.K. one then. Yeah, yeah. What would he get for that? 
percentage on the whatever on the I link to, I think, yeah. Yeah, if, nice. they, if they click a link and buy something at Amazon from Amber's site, then she gets a cut of the sales. Nice. So, yeah, yeah we were going to do that, John, but then Illinois <laughs> said, uh, yeah, you can't do that. It- <laughs> You can't know. I didn't know we could do the UK store to get around it. Because we I didn't are know that global. either. I was told that by my uh, by my PR guy. So we are global, John. <laughs> you got a PR guy now. You got an agent. Uh, <laughs> Is that really. what Phil calls himself now? I <laughs> thought he was a blaze player. It has nothing to do with Phil. Now he's a PR guy. It's probably Marty. Not Marty. It's actually not Marty. It's another friend of mine that works in marketing. And then I saw Marty. I had a couple beers with him and I was telling him like, oh, my friend, you know, did all this stuff and helped me market this. And now it's huge. And he's like, well, you didn't ask me. And I was like, well, I didn't ask him either. He just volunteered to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then Marty said, if you were smart. (laughs) Yeah. I golfed with him on Saturday. Saturday. How was that? It was great. Yeah. Very hot. Yeah, it was hot. I saw some of the off. photos. I saw your daughter and your wife out there. Yeah. Mom. Mother. Your mom. How is my mom? She's great. She's a little crabby today. I noticed Monday. that when I came in. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> She's crabby on Mondays. Who's not yeah. crabby on Mondays? She gets home and the kids haven't done what they're supposed to do, and of course I don't help out. I just lay on the couch and turn the TV on, and she starts cooking dinner. I'm a horrible <laughs> husband. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm like, you okay? You wanted that? And, and no, just forget it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I have a tendency to ask her if she wants help. I have a tendency. After she's done. I have tendonies. Jeff just stopped asking for help. What? The the last time Jeff went out of town, I forgot to water his plants. So he didn't even ask me this time. He just asked the neighbor. He's like, I know you're going to fuck it up. So I asked Andy to do it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't remember to fucking water plants. What the hell? You got a cat, right? You can remember to feed it. Well, yeah, but she comes in and yells at me if I don't feed her. Yeah, the plants, plants aren't going to come that. in plants. my room and go, hey, hey, we need water. fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's nice. got to be here to remind me. Very that would nice. be a horrible life. <laughs> are you thinking of getting married now? What? You thinking of getting married now? No, I'm saying I can never get married. Oh. I would be the Worst wife ever. The worst ever. Ever. Because I suck at wife things. <laughs> There's nothing to it, really. Well, I don't cook. I don't clean unless Jeff's out of town. I've been cleaning today because he's he's gone. I I actually used to do all the cooking uh, before we had kids. I did a lot of stuff. I mean, I can cook. I'm capable of cooking. I'm actually a very good cook. I'm just too fucking lazy. Yeah. Why would I cook when I could open a bag of Doritos? That's right. <laughs> a bag of Doritos. <laughs> what do you think of that, Scott? That's right, John. <laughs> <laughs> Are we keeping you up over there? No, not at all. He yelled at me before I left and told me that I can't eat cookie dough for dinner. So I ate Doritos. Oh, jeez. 
Oh. Hey, we got to go back to Elliot's. Yeah. Yeah. Our coupons ran out. Yeah. I'm going to have oh, a little. Yeah. We should go back anyway. When does Stefan come back? He was back in the States last week, but not in this area. Uh, I think he's back in September. Yeah, he probably oh, went. Crap. And in September. Probably went and visited uh, Spike instead of us. We don't we know that. We got to find out when in September because I'm going to be in England for half of September. Half of September. Yeah, it's an extra long trip this time. I, I had my trip planned uh, around a birthday party. And then uh, about a month ago, my friend Tim emailed me and he's like, you're going to kill me. Uh, Jen and I booked our wedding for four days after you leave. I was like, God damn it. So I'm just going to stay there to go to their wedding also. Well, there huh. you have it. You have an excuse. So, yeah, so the entire second half of September, I'm going to be in England. So, if Stefan's here, that'll be ridiculous. That'll be like the third time in a row that I've gone over there and not been able to see him. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Huh. But I am there for like two whole weeks and then some. So, Andrew, let's get a drink. Andrew UK, of course. Yes. Yeah. Who lives in London. London, London, England. England. John and Scott. Hey, when's the Olympics? They'll be I'm over by then, right? They'll be over by then, yeah. When do they start? I think in this month, John. End of July, I think they start. Yeah, soon, I think. Nice. I can't care about the Olympics anymore. I can't. No, I don't either. I was I've just been... thinking about this the other day. I was talking about this with Jeff, and... I think it has something to kind of do with it doesn't really count anymore. Like, remember years ago when it was the Cold War and you'd get the medal counts on the front page of the paper every day? You know how many medals Russia had and you know how many you had. And it, like, was this, like, bigger thing. Because of the Cold War? Yeah. yeah. Reagan ruined it all, didn't he? Reagan <laughs> ruined the Olympics. Ruined, ruined it. everything. And that was just like between that yeah. and, and professionals being able to play now. Yeah. And the fact that uh, they politicized the uh, whole uh, games being in Chicago, not being in Chicago. I, was I don't so follow happy you there. That we didn't get yeah. the games. I was so happy we didn't get them. We talked about this, Scott, uh, about how uh, they were uh, saying Obama screwed it all up and. It's his fault, and it was everything's kind of Obama's a, fault. It was kind of a big middle finger to Obama from the uh, Olympic Committee. What um, did he do? I forget. But we're gonna we're gonna rent out rooms at our house for yeah. you know like five grand Thanks. a week Thanks. for the two weeks of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna turn some tall cash on that. That's right. It stinks. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, after NATO was here, I don't want anything to ever come here again. Oh, yeah. That was so fucking irritating. And they were supposed to have the G8 and NATO here? Like, oh. at the same time, back to back? That would have been a fucking nightmare. That's right, it stinks! Yeah. Didn't affect me at all. Absolutely, hey. I'm out in the burbs. We closed our office because the Occupy movement was going to try and shut down Boeing, and they're right across the street from us. So we just closed the office that day. So I thought, okay, well, I'll make doctor's appointments that day 
since I'm going to be at home and then I don't have to take off of work to go to the doctor. So, but my doctor's out in Wheaton. So I go to try to drive out to my doctor's and they closed the Kennedy because all the important people need to go back to the airport. Is your doctor all the way out in Wheaton? Because I really like this doctor. It's a dry town out there. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. You saying I got no brains? (laughs) All the way out to Wheaton. I really like my doctor. Yeah. A lot. So how's it going? Everything turn out okay with the doctor? With that doctor? Yeah. Yeah. Why, is there another doctor? Well, I had that weird mammogram thing a couple weeks ago. Did you see that? No. Why is it weird? What do you mean weird? Well, exactly. So I went and had a mammogram because my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer at 38 and I'm 34. Yeah. So I went to get a mammogram because that's what you do. So I went and then a couple weeks go by and then I get a call from my gynecologist and said, yeah, uh, we have your results back uh, and they're essentially normal, but we'd like you to call us. What? Essentially. Right. Right. They're kind of normal. Yeah. So, but call us. So I try to call them back. I get their voicemail. Then I spend the next three hours fucking panicking. Yeah. Because I don't know what that means. And it's just a terrifying thing to hear. So, so when they finally call me back, all they wanted to tell me was your breast tissue is really too dense for mammograms to, to be terribly good for diagnostics. So next year get an ultrasound instead. Oh. Like you couldn't leave that on my fucking voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of normal. Uh, please call us as soon as you can. Right. And you're calling, and it's like, uh, we are close for want? the day. Yeah. <laughs> they're almost not normal. <laughs> what? So was it like which one was it? Was it the mash one or the hang down through the two holes? Oh, they're all mash. Yeah, the, it's, the old it's school mash. The old school mash. Yeah, but that was that was kind of interesting though, because they they start smashing you, and they're like, you know, tell us when it hurts, and I just, it never hurt enough for, for them smash to them harder. Them well, yeah, because that's me. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I should stop talking about this right now. I've already given too much away on my blog. No. 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 No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It sounds like my car. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Rocky, you know? All right, well, let's uh, let's move the show along here, Scott. All right there, John. Hey, Amber, we're going to let you go. That sounds good. Because I got to go to bed soon. It's already 10 o'clock. Jesus yeah, and Christ. I and I don't want to know everything that happens on the show before I hear Right. It. it won't be a surprise. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, well have thanks you, for calling in. Yeah. We'll have you come out. Maybe we're thinking about doing a catheter reunion on the show. Oh, have that you, would be great. Have you come out for that? I could come out and be the fan. Yeah. Bring a lighter. And maybe do a live burlesque on the air. <laughs> I can do a live burlesque. I don't know that it's going to Theater of the Mind. That's right. <laughs> right. 
theater of the mind. Well, good exactly. luck with your blog and your upcoming reviews of the Thank Fifty you. Shades of Grey and your burlesque. Try A lot going to. on with our listener Amber John, yeah, and friend and daughter, yeah, and listener friend the- and daughter. I didn't even get into the trapeze classes and the aerial sticks or any of that, but we'll talk about that another time. All right. Very good. (laughs) Never ceases to amaze me what comes out of Amber's mouth, but um, (laughs) all right then. All right. Well, thanks for calling. (laughs) Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Amber, uh, the famous Amber, one of our... Listeners, longtime listeners. Uh, she's been a guest on the show several times. You know who else is a longtime listener, John? Lori. That's right. That's right. Lori. Not only that, she left Indiana, drove into town, and stayed with another listener's house and saw us at the Beacon yeah, Tap, John. And hugged us. And I'd just like to give a shout out to Lori. How about that? A shout out. Anus. Anus. All right, John. That was very nice of you, Moving Scott. on. <laughs> Moving on. on. I'm gay. Movies. You see any other movies? You talked about Spider-Man. Yeah. You talked about 21 Jump Street. That's it. That's it. I saw Taken Again, and I see, every time I see it, I like it more because it's 10 minutes of setup, and the rest is action. And <laughs> Liam Neeson kicking ass. Yeah, I got to watch that with my daughter. Then, on Netflix, my wife said, I think I saw this movie, but I can't remember it. My cousin was in town, so we put on Jagged Edge, John. It's from the 80s. 1985 Jagged Edge. Edge. Anthony Hopkins? No, that's with uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh. And what is her name? Who is the one in Fatal Attraction? Glenn Close. Yeah. Glenn Close. She plays a lawyer. She takes this criminal case of Jeff Bridges, who is a uh, editor uh, at a newspaper, and uh, his wife ends up dead, and she defends him in court. Um, and it's called Jagged Edge because the murder weapon was a six-inch hunting knife oh. with a jagged edge. Very good. And so I remember seeing it in 1985 and didn't think much of it. Nah, it's all right, I guess. But then when you rewatch it, and now that I'm a more sophisticated movie viewer, John, uh, there's a lot of corny parts. Just really corny. And and uh, you, you can see things. Well, I guess I did see it before. Uh, but you can see things coming. Yeah. And it's corny. The, the film is? Yeah. And Jeff Bridges, there's this one part where he goes back with Glenn Close, his lawyer, to the beach house where yeah. his wife was murdered. And he he was there when it happened. He got knocked out. And then he came to and then he discovered the wife. You know, allegedly. So he, he has this one scene where he's like crying and trying to tell her what happened. And it's not one of Jeff, Jeff Bridges' uh, <laughs> stellar acting moments. <laughs> Really, you know, it's almost it's almost worth it just it. to see that you didn't part. Buy the crying? No, not at all. Um, but it's it's good. There's some good courtroom stuff, and um, but it's I don't know. It's I guess it's all right. Then the other movie I saw, John, uh, the Big Miracle. Have you seen this one, John? The Big Miracle. No, that's the one with the whales oh. and Drew Barrymore. 
Now it's based on this true story, and they have in the movie they have all this footage from uh, Dan Rather and Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings, uh, and it became this huge global story. And I just don't remember it at all. What was I doing in 1985 <laughs> or whenever this happened? Because it, I, I have no recollection of this whatsoever. None. But it's based on these three whales that got caught uh, up in Alaska. And uh, a father, a, a mother, and a son whale, whatever you call those things. And they got stuck in the ice, so they <clears throat> dug them out because they these whales, uh, whatever type they are, I don't even know what type, they migrate 5,000 miles to Baja, California to um, mate, John. Oh, uh, but they couldn't. They couldn't get out. There was too much ice, and they couldn't hold their breath long enough. So then they dig these holes, and the oil company gets involved, and the national guard gets involved. And Drew Barrymore plays the the Greenpeace person, who really kind of uh, initiates all of this stuff, um, because nobody's interested in helping these whales at first, and it starts out locally. And uh, she makes it a political thing. And she's, hey, you're running for governor. You don't want this, you know, you don't want dead whales on your... So then the governor gets involved. And then the oil guy wants uh, PR for his company. So he gets involved. And it gets all the way up to to the Reagan there, John. Yeah. And then the Ruskies get involved. Um, so that was, it was kind of interesting. If I don't that, remember any of that shit. I don't remember any of that shit either, but uh, if it really, you know, it's, it's said it's based on a true story, so I don't know how much is fabricated or not, but uh, it's a, it was a great, great story. And and they, they I thought they did the movie pretty well. Uh, I checked out IMDb, and uh, it's like 6 out of 10, which isn't a great rating, but uh, I enjoyed it. There were yeah. some funny parts. But the one thing that I couldn't get over is Drew Barrymore, she had this hair, like she bleached her hair blonde, and then she grew it out, but she didn't cut off the blonde part, so she had this two-tone thing going on, like dark brown hair and then blonde by her shoulders. <laughs> and uh, That's weird. Is that, so I th- okay, is that realistic? Is that what the real Maybe person the, yeah. looked like? But then they did this thing where they said, you know, a year later. They go a year later. And she has the same hair a year later. <laughs> How could that be? <laughs> Is she getting go? the end of her hair <laughs> colored blonde? And could I don't. Be. Uh. That was a style, man. Yeah. So I uh, give that three out of four Spiny Normans there, John. Wow. The big miracle. And I, I really like Ted Danson. Ted Danson uh, from Cheers. I thought that's one of the greatest characters in sitcom history. Sam Malone. Um, But he plays really good bad guys. And he starts out as a bad guy in this. And then at the end, he could still be considered a bad guy. But he's in it. Uh, The guy from uh, The Office is in it. I have no idea what his name is. But it's good. It's good. Oh, and when the Steve Carell? No, 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 not Steve Carell. The the other, the younger guy oh. um, who ends oh, up yeah, getting yeah, married. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, my wife uh, was crying um, during one part, audibly crying. My son held it in though; he sucked yeah. it up. Yeah. So it's a sad film. 
it's sad. It's happy. It's um, it's uh, really a lot about politics and PR and why people do things. It's horrible. So I saw those movies, Sean. Yep, yep. Now uh, turning to celebrity news. Um, it's kind of a downer celebrity news this week. Downer. A downer. Why is that? Well, let's let's cover uh, the latest on Tom and Katie. Tom and Katie, John. The divorce is over already. Yeah, it's over. It's over. So from what I understand, Tom Cruise is filming in Iceland or something. And it takes him by total surprise when Katie Holmes files divorce papers. Completely. Oh, Gesundheit. Yeah. Completely blindsides him. And then two weeks later, the paperwork's done. And that's that. Everybody is predicting a big custody battle because Katie wants uh, custody of Syrian, from what I understand. She has full custody, and Tom has visitation rights. Yeah. So I wonder what she has on him is what I want to know. Well, it says on TMZ, uh, Katie will have what amounts to be primary physical custody, but Tom is significant custodial time with his daughter. Uh, a report claiming that Surrey must be in the presence of Katie's bodyguard and nanny when she is around Tom is absolutely 100% false. The custodial provisions of the agreement are extremely detailed and religion is one of the topics. Uh, TMZ is told there are restrictions on what Tom and Katie can discuss with Surrey on the subject of religion, including Scientology. However, those restrictions are eased the older Surrey gets. In short, uh, they're told the agreement is extremely detailed and outlines a course of conduct for years to come. So apparently... It must have come to a head with this Scientology bullshit. Well, what I want to know is, Tom Cruise is crazy. I mean, he's fucking insane. And Scientology... Don't be so glib, Scott. (laughs) Scientology is is what everybody's laying this on. And and that is really the manifestation of his craziness. But let's say Tom Cruise wasn't a Scientologist. Let's say he was uh, Catholic, like Katie Holmes. Would they still be together? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Why not? You don't think so? I don't know. I think Tom Cruise is fucking crazy. And if it was Scientology or if it was uh, Judaism or whatever, well, do you he's think still he, crazy. Do you think he'd go that far overboard with any other religion? Well, is his... The, and we I wrote a blog post about this, John. Uh... Does religion pe- cause people to go crazy, or are they crazy, and then that's why they're attracted to religion? Which one is it with Tom Cruise? I I put forth, John, I would suggest that if it, even if he wasn't into Scientology, she would still be getting a divorce, because he's fucking insane. Crazy first, religion later. Right. Could be, yeah. We'll never know. We'll never Wrestle, know. Wrestling with his gayness, allegedly. <laughs> Scientology has a cure for that, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it, it's based on science, John. I don't know if you know that, but science is in the word. Yeah. Scientology. Science-tology, yeah. 
Well, according to history, Scientology history experts, I didn't know that there even were those. Katie Holmes is the biggest nightmare for Scientology. Yeah, because Tom Cruise is so whole, whole profile, high profile. <laughs> and uh, there is Scientology uh, sent out emails about yeah. uh, what to do if you're asked certain questions about Tom and Katie's breakup. Oh, and that's the other thing. Uh, I suggest, John, that she would have divorced him for this reason alone. He referred to her as Kate. Yeah. And he made her change her whatever on her actor's guild card to Kate. Because Kate, you're grown up now, okay? You're married to me, and you're the mother of my child. (laughs) So, it's not Katie anymore. That's a kid's name. It's Kate. That's, right there. That's not nice. I'd get a divorce over that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Scotters anymore. It's Scott. Yeah. It's right. It's not Johnny. John. Actually, I never was a Johnny. I think my grandma called me Johnny every once in a while. And then when I'd be in trouble, it'd be Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, in related news, Tom Cruise is Hollywood's highest paid actor. He's back on top, John. Remember a couple of years ago, he, he yeah. couldn't even get a movie deal done yeah. after that jumping around on the couch? <laughs> that might, well, yeah, that's why he's keeping a low profile now. I think he may have le- learned his lesson. Here's what he gets. Hold on. Yeah, here's what he gets per movie, John. Per movie. Oh, is this he, right? Yeah. Well, here, this in this right in from Tom Cruise. I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. Seventy-five million. <laughs> Next up, in a tie for second, Leonardo DiCaprio, thirty-seven million. Do you know who he's tied with, John? We talk about him all the time. The downfall of Western society. <laughs> Adam Sandler. That's right, Adam Sandler, Whoa. thirty-seven million. How about this? Dwayne Johnson gets thirty-six million. Ben Stiller thirty-three. Sasha Baron Cohen thirty. Johnny Depp thirty. Will Smith thirty. Mark Wahlberg twenty-seven. So wait a minute. He's worth seventy-five million a year or per movie? Uh, let me see. They really don't. Oh, this is a Forbes list. Um. Oh no, this is for the year. So between May two thousand eleven and May two thousand twelve. He banked seventy-five million. So just with that cool seventy-five earning four percent interest on a stock dividend, he's uh, his salary is a cool three million per year. Just letting it sit there. Yeah, nice, nice. And that's, that's why he's allowed to continue to be crazy. Nobody will tell him, Tom. You are fucking insane. You need to reel it in, buddy. Reel it in. (laughs) I bet half of that money, that 75 mil, goes right to Scientology. Oh, yeah. Now, if you are Tom Cruise, do you get married again? Do you try for a fourth time? Some people are saying that this thing to Katie Holmes was orchestrated by Scientology. To, uh, to, what do you mean, to get him uh, to to, uh, smooth him out? No, that uh, to uh, to show uh, believers that Tom Cruise, one of our second in command, is a normal guy. 
He makes ah. movies, but hey, he's a normal guy. He he's a wife, and he's going to have kids. And Katie Holmes is it. Um, and now this is a, a disaster. And then he goes to Kooky Town. And now is he is he going to get married again? That's what I want to know. He's fifty. Yeah. Who's going to be that lucky girl, John? <laughs> Well, hopefully it's somebody in in Scientology. Well, yes, it should be somebody in Scientology. Oh, you know, that's what I need to find. I found a link of celebrity Scientologists, and I was surprised by some of these names. Like, I know Beck is on there, right? We know Beck. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Celebrity Scientologists. Boy, she just slammed that this divorce through in like no time at all. Bam! Two weeks. She has to have something on Tom yeah. Cruise. Ann Archer, John, Scientologist. Beck, I knew about. Uh, Catherine Bell. Who's that? I don't know. Chick Korea. Oh yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know some of these people. Oh, Danny Masterson. That guy was on the 70s show. He's a Scientologist. Billy Sheehan. Dummies. Billy Sheehan. Who's that, Billy Sheehan? Bass player. Yeah, I don't know most of these people. You don't know Billy Sheehan? Oh. From Mr. Big. Giovanni (laughs) Rubisi. Yeah. Greta Van Susteren. Billy Jason Sheen. Lee, we knew about him. Billy Sheen. This is bass solo. Jeffrey Tambor. Come on, really? Jenna Elfman, I knew about her. Yeah. John Travolta, yeah. From Mr. Big, Mr. Bad, Mr. Ballsy, my brother from another mother. Juliette Lewis. Hey, they need to update this page. They still have Katie Holmes yeah. on here. Kirstie Alley. You can play bass like this, can you? Yeah. Lee Remini. Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Michael Pina. Pina? <laughs> <laughs> Pena? Pena. How do you say his last name? Pena. Penny? Pena. Pena. Peepee <laughs> head. Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson. Yeah. Tet. Tet. Tetanus. Yeah. And the list goes on. Oh, Priscilla Presley got yeah. her daughter into it, I guess. I wonder if Elvis yeah. was into it. Tet. Damn, what her bell be. Sonny Bono. And Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith. Will Smith. Oh, Jesus. These people are crazy. Crazy. All right, moving on. Moving on, John. Other celebrity news. Brad Pitt. Did you hear about his mom? Brad Pitt's yeah, mom. She's kooky. Anyway, uh, she said some shit about gay people. I think, right? Wasn't it about gay people? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play 
This is an ad. But. <laughs> God damn it. Brad Pitt's brother defends his mom's anti-gay opinions on the Today Show. Are you ready? Here we go. Yeah. With the second most famous Pitt, Doug Pitt is stepping out of his brother Brad's shadow as the new spokesperson good for looking Virgin guy. Mobile Australia. Well, she a campaign Obama. that includes an ad spoofing oh, did his yeah. very normal life. Take a look. You know, I gotta, I gotta preview these things before. This uh, is Doug Pitt, the second most famous Pitt in his family. Well, hello, everyone. My name's Doug Pitt, and welcome to my home. Come on inside. Let me take you for a tour. Mm, he seems alternative lifestyle himself. This is my man room. Uh, yeah, shut up. Hey, guy. Sure, you run a family computer business. You're a philanthropist room. as well. Uh, but is everything in this accurate? I mean, was that your actual home? No, it wasn't my home. You know, I don't mow much. What the hell is I thought this was an interview about him talking about his mom. Little exposure in the limelight here. Would, would you like to, to perhaps trade places with him for? Oh, get out! Well, of we can spend it in your Pitt. more normal life. Yeah, Brad Pitt's mom. Uh, she's basically been scared into silence by the hate-filled, vulgar, and even violent reaction to her public assertion that Barack Obama is a liberal who supports the killing of unborn babies and same-sex marriage. Yeah, so she said that. Then they got the brother on the Today Show, and they did, they uh, I it's five minutes long. I can't fucking find where he defends his mom, <laughs> but he defended his mom. Now Brad Pitt on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, one of the reasons he didn't get married to Angelina Jolie is because he said when gay marriage is legal in the United States, then we'll get married. Yeah. Which I don't know if that means Angelina Jolie is packing, you know what I'm saying, John? Yeah. And we don't know about it. Or it's just uh, really a uh, more of a, a reason not to get married. The Hollywood Reporter published a story headline, Brad Pitt's mother pens anti-gay, anti-Obama letter to a no- local newspaper. The New York Daily News went further penning an article originally titled, Brad Pitt's mom unleashes anti-gay, anti-Obama fury in letter. She knows entertainment. She knows entertainment re- reported that uh, Pitt actually hates Obama and gay people. Uh, <laughs> but some people are just really mean to her. A tweet from I Bleed Gaga echoed similar sentiments, saying Brad Pitt's mom wrote an anti. Gay pro Romney editorial. Kill the bitch. Well, that's not right. Yeah. Other comments included Fuck you, Brad Pitt's mom. The gay community made your kid a star, you wacko. And Brad Pitt's mom is a dumb cunt. Well, that's not nice. That's very, very inappropriate. Inappropriate. It's unappropriate as well, John. Yeah. Yes. She's very, very loving, very open and genuine. Uh, and it's hilarious because she always gets painted in the tabloids as the she-devil, the actor said. Wait a minute. Where does this come from? These statements, in contrary to Pitt's own statements about his mother, in January, Pitt told the Hollywood Reporter that his mother's a very loving person. There's not an ounce of malice in her. She wants everyone to be happy. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it from this letter. 
in her rebuttal letter, she acknowledged that there were doctrinal differences between Mormonism and Christianity, but she took issue with the rest of Stoker's reasoning. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm going too far. Jane Pitt originally penned her letter to the editor responding to another reader, Richard Stoker, who stated that Christians should not vote for Romney based on his Mormonism. What she wrote was, I think any Christian should spend time in prayer before refusing to vote for a family man with high morals, business experience, who is against abortion and shares Christian conviction concerning homosexuality just because he is a Mormon. Yeah. He's a Mormon, a businessman who... Uh, was heavily influenced a deal uh, on a company that uh, discards aborted fetuses. We talked about that last week. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where's his Christian values then? Yeah. Any Christian, she says, any Christian who does not vote or writes in a name and is casting a vote for Romney's opponent, Barack Hussein Hussein Obama. Obama. A man who sat in Jeremiah Wright's church for years did not hold a public ceremony to mark the National Day of Prayer and is a liberal who supports the killing of unborn babies in same-sex marriage. She's a fucking psychopath. Well, that's like a litmus test for uh, uh, figuring out if people are insane or not is when they refer to him as Brock. Brock? (laughs) (laughs) Barack Hussein, when they emphasize the Hussein. Barack Hussein, Home Obama. Home Obama. Unbelievable. You saying I got no brains? I had one other celebrity story before we get to some uh, celebrity deaths, John. Ted Nugent in Celebrity News. Maybe the show is over. Not yet. Here we go, Ted Nugent. If you can't get a couple of hundred people each, each of you, some of you, I bet you can get a couple thousand. Your goal should be able to get a couple of thousand people per person who's here. He's at some to convention. To vote for Mitt Romney in November. If you don't know that our government is wiping its ass with the Constitution, you're living under a rock someplace. And that there's a dead soldier, an airman, a marine, a, a, a seaman, a, a, a hero of the military that just got his legs blown off for the U.S. Constitution, and we got a president and attorney general who doesn't even like the Constitution. We got four Supreme Court justices who don't believe in the Constitution. Does everybody know here that four... Wouldn't it be Wait five? A Wait a minute. I don't, I don't understand. How is fighting in another country getting your legs blown off defending that's our constitution our freedoms john <laughs> and freedom is in the constitution well that's freedom in the united states but what freedom in because if we didn't do it over there they would come over here in what their aircraft carriers yes. <laughs> they don't have any <laughs> ted nugent you pants shitting draft dodger oh that's right i forgot he didn't go to Nam. He shit his pants instead. Four of the Supreme Court justices not only determined you don't have the right to keep and bear arms, four Supreme Court justices... When did they do that? When did they say you can't uh, bear arms? I don't remember that judgment. No. What is he talking about? He's just making shit justices up. 
sign their names to a declaration that Americans have no fundamental right to self-defense. That sounds like a stoned hippie. That doesn't sound like a Supreme Court anything. It sounds like a supremely intellectually vacuous punk. To think that a human could think that humans don't have a basic right to self-defense is so bizarre to me as to my brain can't accept the information. He must be at like a gun show. Yeah. And he's talking about something we, we didn't hear about. It wasn't on our radar, but uh, it must have, uh, f- uh, you have to have five votes to um, decide something, right? So he's saying four of them were saying, no, we don't have the right to bear arms, but they were overruled by the other five who said we do have the right to bear arms. So how is that shitting on the Constitution? He still has what he wants, the right to bear arms. Yeah. High time. And if you want oh, more of those kinds of evil, Sorry. anti-American people in the Supreme Court, then don't get involved and let Obama take office again. Because I tell you this right now, if Barack Obama becomes the president in November again, I will either be dead or in jail by this time next year. Being at the NRA event. Wow. God- That's quite a prediction. Dead or in jail? Is he going to try to take him out? What is he saying? I don't know. God bless you. Good indicator. But if you can't go home and get everybody in your lives to clean house in this vile, evil, America-hating administration, I don't even know what you're made out of. If you can't galvanize and promote and recruit people to vote for Mitt Romney, we're done. Will be a suburb of Indonesia next year. <laughs> what a our, uh, fucking attorney general, our vice president Hillary Clinton. I want to fight them. They're criminals. I want to fight them in my front yard. They're criminals. And if you take that adamant "we the people" defiance, remember we're Americans because we defied the king. We didn't negotiate and compromise with the king. We defied the emperors. We are patriots. We are braveheart. We need to ride into that battlefield and chop their heads off in November. Am I any questions? Yeah. Chop Why are you such a giant off. douche? Yeah. High Times uh, in 1977 asked him, "How did you get out of the draft?" Ted Nugent said, "Here, here's his response." 1977. He said, "Ted, of course, he's got to talk in the third person." Ted was a young boy appearing to be a hippie. Quite opposite, in fact. Working hard and playing hard, playing rock and roll like a deviant. People would question my sanity. I played so much, I got my notice to be in the draft. Do you think I was going to lay down my guitar to play Army? Give me a break. I was busy doing it to it. I had a career, Jack. If I was walking around hippieing down, getting loaded and picking my ass like your common curs, I'd say, hey, yeah, go in the army. Beats the poop out of scuffing around in the gutters. But I wasn't a gutter dog. I was a hardworking motherfucking rock and roll musician. I got my physical notice 30 days prior to, well, On that day, I ceased cleansing my body. No more brushing my teeth, no more washing my hair, no baths, no soap, no water. 30 days of debris build. I stopped shaving, and I was 18. I had a little scraggly beard, really looked like a hippie. 
I had long hair and it started to get kinky, matted up. Then two weeks before I stopped eating any food with nutritional value, I just had chips, Pepsi, beer, beer stuff. I never touched buttered poop. Nice. Little jars of Polish sausages, and I'd drink the syrup. I was this side of death. Then a week before I stopped going to the bathroom, I did it in my pants. Poop, piss, the whole shot. My pants got crusted up. See, I approached the whole thing like Ted Nugent, cool, hardworking dude, is going to wreak havoc on these imbeciles in the armed forces. I'm going to play their own game, and I'm going to destroy them. Now my whole body is crusted in poop and piss. I was ill, and three or four days before I started staying awake, I was close to death, but I was in control. I was extremely anti-drug, as I've always been, but I snorted some crystal methadrine. Talk about one wounded motherfucker. A guy put up four lines, and it was for all four of us. But I didn't know, and I'm vacuuming that poop right up. I was a walking, talking hunk of human poop. (laughs) Why is he saying poop? He's saying motherfucker. He doesn't say shit. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about it, a person that puts themselves through that to get out of something, I I would declare insane. That is fucking insane. To shit and piss yourself for the last yeah. week and not groom and uh, and take crystal meth. Uh, who would want yeah. a fucker like that in the armed services? And how is that loving your country? Tell me, John. He's so in love with his country. Yeah. How is that act a love of country yeah. and patriotic? In his warped world. I was a six foot three, six foot three of sin. So the guys took me down to the physical, and my nerves, my emotions were distraught. I was not a good person. I was wounded, but as painful and nauseous as it was, because I was really into being clean, and on the ball, I made gutter swine hippies look like football players. I was Diviano. So I went in, and those guys in uniform couldn't believe the smell. They were ridiculing me and pushing me around, and I was crying. But all the time, I was laughing to myself. When they stuck the needle in my arm for the blood test, I passed out. And when I came to, they were kicking me to the wall. Then they made everybody take off their pants, and I did. And the sergeant says, oh, my God, put those back on, you fucking swine, you. Then they had a urine test, and I couldn't piss. But my poop was just like ooze, man. So I poop in a cup and put it on the counter. I had poop on my hand and my arm. The guy almost puked. I was so proud. I knew I had these chumps beat. The last thing I remember was waking up in the ear test booth, and they were sweeping up. So I went home and cleaned up. They took a putty knife to me. I got I got the street rats out of my hair. <laughs> Ate some good steaks, beans, potatoes, cottage cheese, milk. A couple of days, and I was ready to kick ass. And in the mail, I got this big, juicy 4F. They'd call dead people before they call my ass. But you know, the funny thing about it, I'd make an incredible army man. I'd be a colonel before you know what hit you. And I'd have the baddest bunch of motherfucking killers you ever seen in my platoon. We'll never know, will we? I just wasn't into it. I was too busy doing my own thing, you know? What a fucking loser. What a douche. All right, let's let's turn to other celebrity news. 
Who said this, John? Who said this? I'm 81 years old, and I like to speak my mind as a legacy. On the day I die, I'd like to have a newspaper publish all the things that I find wrong in the United States today. And my first would be to get rid of the politicians. We put politicians into Congress and the Senate for what? For representation. But who do they represent? They represent not only their party, but the people who give them the money. The lobbyists. Who said that, John? He died this week. Uh, uh, Andy Taylor? Ernest Borgnine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest. Yeah, Andy Taylor. Andy Griffith died Griffith, as well. Yeah. Uh, here's some of his memorable moments. Are you ready, John? Yeah. Uh, I remember him from McHale's Navy and from... What the hell was that movie called? Set in Pearl Harbor, World War II. Fuck. I can't remember it. But he won an Oscar for his portrayal of Marty. You remember that? Marty? Yeah. Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. McHale's Navy? From Here to Eternity. That was the movie, John, that I was talking about. And he was also in The Wild Bunch. Um, he was I, He was a great, great actor. Great actor. He played a thug in uh, From Here to Eternity. And then he was, uh, I saw him on McHale's Navy, and he was just, uh, he reminds me of my cousins. My cousins are very uh, happy-go-lucky, big, boisterous guys. Um, and I really enjoyed McHale's Navy. You ever see that one, John? McHale's Navy? Yeah. Yeah. He's no longer with us. He was 95? Is that right? Yeah. He was up there, 95, 96, something like that, yeah. Now, John, the other, uh, you mentioned before, it wasn't Andy Taylor. That was uh, a sheriff in Mayberry. Andy Griffith, who portrayed Andy Taylor in Mayberry, he also passed away. Now, when he passed away, and I've seen this movie, I've never seen the movie, but I've I've heard of and seen the uh, reviews and things of this movie, but I've never gotten around to watching it. But everybody said that this was the Andy Griffith movie to watch. And I don't have the link, so I'm going to have to bear with me, John, while I look this up. Uh, And this is what made him a star and also shows his acting chops because he played a bad guy in this uh, film. What the hell is it? You know what I'm talking about? No. What is it? Not Matlock. It's not that. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, he was in From Here to Eternity. Yeah. How about that? He was uh, a small part. General yeah. Barney Slater. Uh, what the fuck? He was in so many movies. He was in The Bionic Woman. How about that? Oh, I'm going the wrong way. Oh, shit. You know, I should have these links ready. I should have this shit all squared away. A Face in the Crowd. That's the name of the movie. A Face in the Crowd. That is the Andy Griffith movie to watch. It has an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. An Arkansas hobo becomes an overnight media sensation, but as he becomes drunk with fame and power, 
Will he ever be exposed as the fraud he has become? I got to check that out. I wonder if it's on Netflix. 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 What did I say? A face in the crowd? I'm not even signed in. God damn it. PCs. All right, John. So what we wanted to do is when he portrayed Andy Taylor, uh, he had a speech about um, kind of coming out against the Patriot Act 30, 30 years before the Patriot Act came out. Yeah. In a discussion with his son. Uh, So we couldn't find the clip. We really wanted to play it. But we do happen to know uh, the date of this episode and when it was recorded. We do have that information. So what we're going to do is jump in the time machine, go back to Mayberry when this was recorded, and play you the live feed from our time machine. Right there. Of Andy Taylor going off uh, on Opie and the Patriot Act at the same time. So you ready, John? Yeah. We haven't used the time machine in a while. You got the keys or do I got the keys? You got the keys, man. All right. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's walk on over to the time machine. (laughs) I'm going to run. Okay. Back to Mayberry, John. Run. I'm going to bring my microphone. I got this cool headset. I'm not much of a runner. No. I got my headset on, too. Yeah, we got our cool wireless time machine headsets. Slide in, slide. Oh. Right. There we go. All right, man, ready? I haven't started this I'm sucker ready. in a while, man. Let's get it fired up. All right, let's see what we got going here. <laughs> Maybe you should get out and push, man. <laughs> push? Well, let me give it another shot. Maybe we're in your basement let after me, all. Let me try this. I never thought we should run a combustion engine in your basement. But you have pretty good ventilation. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We should hit it like the Fonz. Here we go. We got it. We got it. All right, ready? No doubt. Such a rush. I know, man. Row. <laughs> row. Row, row, All right. We're back in Bayberry. Oh, my God. You see, we're by the... We're by the courthouse. Yeah. I guess we gotta we gotta go over to Andy's house. Cause... Yeah, we gotta go to Andy's. She's talking to Opie. <laughs> Opie. <laughs> all right, let's walk over there, all What's right? interesting is we're gonna eavesdrop on... You run over there, all right? I'm gonna run. We're going to eavesdrop on Andy talking to his son, Opie. Opie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here, we're up on the front porch. There, there it is. Look in the window. Oh, there's Aunt B. What is she doing? Just look in the window. All right. Open the window a little bit. Let's open Let's crack it a little bit. Put the microphone in there. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Whoa, something happened to my chair. 
Listen to this. Now, I told you about eavesdropping. But, Paul, this is different. Yes, it's worse. It's different you when you're heard a conversation that was supposed to be <laughs> private. Now, I can't be a party to that. But, Paul, if you just listen to this... Opie, I can't listen. Paul, you're erasing the tape. That's what I mean to do. You bugged a conversation between a lawyer and his client. Now, that's violating one of the most sacred rights of privacy. But, Paul... No buts. But if it helps the law... Opie, the law can't use this kind of help. Because oh. whether a man is guilty or innocent, we have to find that out by due process of law. I close the window. <laughs> it got really, really windy. A story kicked in. What happened? <laughs> Uh, let's hightail it back over to the car. Right on, on time machine, whatever it's called. Right on, go. Hurry up. Yeah, let me let, let me get the door for you. Thanks. Let's slide over. over. Ooh. 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 Right on the gear shift. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. Ready? Ready? I have trouble starting the car. No, I think it's right? fine. Let me put the clutch in. Do we want to go anywhere else? No, I, I I think this is good. I'm getting a headache. Should we push it over to Goobers? <laughs> he can help us fix the car. Shazam! Shazam! Come on. There we go. There we go. Are you ready, man? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, shit! Let's do it. Let's do this. Oh, man. Nice. Wow. We're back. All right. Yeah, let's get out of this damn thing. Oh. All right, let's run back over to... We have a time machine, and that's the best Oof. idea we can come up with is to go back to Mayberry. <laughs> well, you know, he did just pass away. I mean, what, what else are we going to do? <laughs> well, we'll take suggestions uh, on the Facebook yeah, page. There. You, or, where do you want us to go back to? Or you can call and leave a message, John. Don't we have that's a right. phone uh, we do number? Have a phone. Yeah, what is that phone number? Uh, the phone number is 847 
886-4493. Is that right? Yes, that's, right, that's correct. And or it's uh uh the Skype is TTN underscore John. TTN underscore J O N is the Skype. Uh otherwise just call eight four seven eight eight six four four nine three, which is eight four seven TTN Jizzed G I Z D. Right on, John. Yeah. Give us a call. Lay us a line. Uh, call us drunk. Call us stupid. Call us from anywhere. The subway. Call us from the train. Call uh, us boat. and give us a suggestion of what us, to do with the time Tell us machine. what's on your mind. Yeah. Tetanus. Yeah. If you have tetanus or not. All right, moving right along. All right, John. That's I have some political stuff, but we can save that yeah. for next week. All right. Um... Science? You got any science? I have science! Of course, John. Yeah. Babies with dogs less likely to develop develop colds and ear infections as infants. How about that? Really? Yeah. We'll get a dog. You know, I don't remember my kids ever really being... uh, that's sick, you know. Uh, they, um, you know, every once in a while, like one New Year's Day, my kids, or was it New Year's Eve, were projectile vomiting. <laughs> I've never seen my son, you know, at like four years old, just like looking at me, laughing one second, the next second. And I mean, it's shooting out like this little tube of milk is flying out of his mouth and nose and uh, calling my mom and saying, yeah, we're not, uh, the kids aren't going to visit you for the uh, <laughs> for New Year's. They're not feeling good. Yeah, I had one night. It was a Saturday night. Fortunately, it was a Saturday night. I didn't have to go to work the next day. But my wife, my son, and my daughter all projectile vomited. And we had one bathroom. Um, So one of them would get up. They'd run to the bathroom, not quite make it, and take care of business. Then I'd go in and I'd clean up. Then 10 minutes later, another one would run in, do the same thing. And it was just this thing that lasted all night. Ugh. That's brutal. In other science news, a Chilean scientist, John. Chilean. Discover a solution to cavities. A team of Chilean scientists have discovered a new molecule that can kill a kind of bacteria that causes cavities in teeth. Uh, we did a story earlier this year where they came up with this thing that you just kind of uh, brush onto your teeth. Yeah, like and a it, paint. It turns plaque into enamel, and yeah. that would also uh, remove cavities. But in John, 10 years, theoretically 10 years, no more people would not have cavities anymore. Yeah. How great would that be? Cavities aren't such a problem. It's the uh, it's the gums, man. It's underneath the gums there. Not the plaque, but uh, what do they call it? It's not plaque. Gum disease. No, but they call it something else. Gingivitis. No, <laughs> what the plaque turns into. Uh, I don't know. Turns into something. All right, John, then the last science story is the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah. Uh, so they have a bunch of data, 
And scientists are 99% sure that they've discovered the Higgs, but they still got to go over all this data. And when they go over all this data, they may come back and say, uh, well, no, we really didn't. Uh, there's already a story out that's suggesting that the data is uh, saying that there are two separate particles. It's not just one. Snot, so there's one. still a lot of uh, work that has to be done on the Higgs boson there, John. Yeah. Now, the other thing they're saying, though, is they're already uh, recalibrating the Hadron Collider, uh, a $1.82 billion upgrade plan to investigate dark matter. So they're already moving on to the next project. So it's it's going to be interesting science story to see what goes on here because they're 99% sure that they got it. But, hey. You know, the data may not suggest that, John. Yeah. And now they recalibrate it for dark matter, and uh, what? They give up on the Higgs boson there, John? And I, yeah. I'm so disgusted. Every article I read on this, Higgs boson, the God particle. What <laughs> oh, the <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, Chuck, uh, one of our listeners and... Um uh played in a couple bands with him he um he uh put on his facebook the higgs boson gives me a hadron get it and when i read it it said it looks like hard on if you read it real fast right yeah it was funny i guess you had to be there sorry location well isn't it the other way around the hadron gives me a higgs boson (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's a higgs boson a particle, and the hadron is the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, right. It gives me a hadron. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it was funny. Well, uh, philosophically, the Higgs boson is required uh, to provide the mass that provides yeah, the hadron. The hard hadron, yeah, hard on. Exactly. That you can go with that angle. Yeah. Right. That's kind of a stretch, though, John. Yeah. All right, that's all for science. Nick. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. And the one other thing is I've been listening to Rush yeah. and all these uh, uh, conservative talk shows. Rush Limp Balls. And it's, you know, they've been going on and on about you need to elect Romney because if we stick with Obama, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And, oh, today, Rush, here's what he said. I couldn't believe this. He said that Obama just seems smart, but he's the biggest dummy and that has ever been in office ever as a president. Had a job to- and he seems smart because he knows big words. Yeah. He's got a nice vocabulary. To be in orbit. And he speaks well, but he's not. He's a big dummy. In contrast, John, <laughs> George W. had trouble with the English language, but he was sharp. <laughs> he he got an MBA at Harvard Business. I don't know if you know that. They don't give those things <laughs> out. Like John. a C average. You can't buy those. No. The W was really really smart. Yeah. And I couldn't believe I'm I'm listening to this. And then I'm thinking this is all got to be an act. This is a Rush Limbaugh is the greatest actor ever because he can't really believe that, can he? Can he really believe that? That the Obama's the big dummy and the W is the smart one? Come on. He's just talking. Well, he's tugging at the heartstrings of these idiots. It's it's unbelievable. You deal with it with your relatives. I 
I talk to people myself, and I just look at them like, what the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't matter. It's that cognitive dissonance. I told you I got in a little discussion with somebody on Facebook, and right away, as soon as somebody said there was actual evidence to the contrary, no, you're wrong, this is how it goes, oh, you must be a liberal. And then everybody attacks the guy. You know, it's nobody wants to look at the the facts or the truth or be skeptical about anything that's said out there. Uh, whatever Rush Limbaugh says has to be true because that's the way I feel. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and then so Rush and all these people are talking. They're they're just bashing Obama, and if Obama wins, the nation is going to be shit. Like what uh, Ted Nugent was saying. He's going to be dead or in jail or he's going to move or whatever because the country's over if Obama gets into office. All and it's it's twenty four seven ever since Romney's been the GOP contender. What I I just thought about today is well you know what I haven't heard I haven't heard what Romney's going to do when he's in office. Have you heard yeah. that? What is he going to do Nothing. when he's in office? Other than repeal Obamacare. I'm going to repeal Obamacare. That's what he says he's going to do. What else are you going to do? Here, You remember a story in Ceylon? I have Ceylon? no idea. Ceylon? I call it Salon. Salon. But, yeah. Uh, back in 2004, it was entitled The Dunce. His former Harvard Business School professor recalls George W. Bush not just as a terrible student, but a spoiled, loudish... And pathological liar. Yeah, and you can see that. You can see that. <laughs> uh, this guy, his name is Tsunami. I don't remember all the students in detail unless I'm prompted by something Tsunami said in a telephone interview. But I always remember two types of students. One that is very excellent. Uh, the type is a, pro- a professor you feel honored to be working with. Someone with strong social values, compassion, and in- intellect. The very rare person you never forget. And then you remember students like George Bush, those who are totally the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you see that. George Bush is the biggest fluke in American history. Yeah, Two goddamn terms, John. This guy was coked out for 20 years, and he wasn't a genius before that. Yeah. And the coke didn't help. Two terms. And now we got Romney, who won't tell us what he's going to do. He just says yeah. he's going to repeal Obamacare, which, from what I understand, he's not going to be able to do. Trading as usual on his father's connections, Bush entered Harvard in 73 for a two-year program. He'd just come off what George H.W. Bush had once called his eldest son's nomadic years, partying, drifting from job to job working on political campaigns in Florida and Alabama, and most famously apparently not showing up for duty in the Alabama National Guard. Uh, Harvard Business School's rigorous teaching methods in which the professor interacts aggressively with students and students are encouraged to challenge each other sharply offered important insights into Bush, Tsunami said. In observing students in class performances, you develop pretty good ideas about what are their weaknesses and strengths in terms of thinking, analysis, their prejudices, 
their backgrounds and other things that students reveal, he said. So basically, he was sizing them up. Look at, looking at him going, look at this fucking chimp. <laughs> right on. One last thing about the Higgs, uh, John. Yeah. Uh, the Higgs walks into a church and, and the priest says, we don't allow Higgs boson in here. And the Higgs says, but without me, how can you have mass? Ah! Lame. Science! Science! Yeah. All right, John, let me get the door. <laughs> Yellow. Yeah, oh. I'm back. Sorry yeah. about that. Where's uh? Took Phil? me a while to put my cans. Where's on. Phil? I'm here, John. I'm always ready. <laughs> Whatever you're ready, I'm ready to deliver the news. You're on ready. Fifty six. <laughs> Did I deliver the news in 255? No, you didn't. And did I do it in 254? Yes. But I didn't in 255. No. I apologize for that oversight. I think you were doing some Independence Day parade or something. I must have been uh, celebrating the independence of our great country from the the limeys over there in the UK. Yeah. Right on. Your award-winning TTN News. Thank you, John. Phil McCracken Whitcomb. This is a T. Oh, <laughs> this is a TTN PSA, John. <laughs> Another crazy shit that happened in Georgia. If you want to avoid felony charges, do not call nine one one eight times and say you want to kill everyone at the police department. This is out of Watkinsville. Yeah. A man couldn't find his wallet, so he wanted someone to help him locate it. He called 911 eight times, according to the Okanee County Sheriff's Office, and blamed it on the police. The incident report read the caller was irate, <laughs> yelling towards the dispatcher, saying he wanted to kill everyone at the Clark County Police Department because he did not know where his wallet was. The man, who was later found with a box of wine, was charged with terroristic threats and acts and unlawful conduct during a 911 call. And related Georgia news, John. It wasn't Tyson versus Holyfield. The boxing match in which Tyson bit off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear. But Narcross police did respond to a report case involving a fight with a human bite. According to the police incident, an argument at a party escalated into a brawl. And while the host tried to step in, someone bit his left thumb so severely that stitches were needed to close the wound. The man wasn't sure. Who had bitten him? This is crap. Next Georgia story, John. You can look for me to be in orbit. Headless goats and chickens were found by Athens Clark County police recently on a pathway between an elementary school and an apartment complex in what could only be described as a horrifyingly weird event. After residents complained, the responding officer found the decapitated bodies of three goats, one black rooster, and one white chicken. At one location, two headless goats were stuck on top of each other, not far from the goat's head. 
Police are still <laughs> on the lookout for the culprit. Next related Georgia news, John. Oh, my God. Repeating the words, eat you, eat you. A half-naked Alpharetta man, high on bath salts, threatened to eat people's faces while running around a Narcross area golf driving range and swinging a golf club. The man (laughs) reportedly exhibited superhuman strength and was tasered 14 times before being subdued. He seemed to be moving effortlessly like an athlete at the top of his game, wrote one officer in the police report describing the man's jaunt around the property. A police video showed the encounter, which I don't have. Last Georgia-related news, John. A Sugar Hill woman used a pellet gun to shoot her way out of the Hamilton Mill Walmart and ended up in the Gwinnett County Jail facing several charges. The woman shot the store manager in the abdomen, leaving a red welt, after she was stopped for allegedly stealing several articles of clothing. She fled from the store, but an hour later, she showed up at the doorstep of a residence located behind the Walmart, claiming she had, be, had been kidnapped. <laughs> Next story, John. Not Georgia News. The good news is you've lived to see yet another birthday. The bad news, you are seriously burned by the candles on your birthday cake. That's right, John. This is out of the UK. A pensioner has suffered serious burns after the candles on her birthday cake set her clothes on fire at a hairdressing salon. The woman, thought to be in her 80s, was visiting John Hemingway Hair in Walsley Village, Merseyside, when the fire broke out at 1220. It is believed a member of the staff from the salon also suffered burns while trying to help the woman by using his hands to extinguish the flames. The flames were out by the time the two crews from the Mercy Side Fire and Rescue Service arrived at the scene. Firefighters are now investigating the cause of the blaze, but it is thought that the candles from the birthday cake started the fire. Next story, John. Remember, kids. It's not whether you win or lose. It's all about your dad kicking the shit out of another kid's dad. Oh, this is out of Columbus, Georgia, John. (laughs) Little League officials in Columbus say a brawl involving adults that was captured on videotape is an embarrassment to the players of the city. The Columbus Ledger Esquire reports that the fighting broke out Friday evening, minutes after a game between Northern Little League and Harris County. Two adults were arrested and ordered to appear in court. Video shows two middle-aged men fighting near an outfield wall. Other fans rushed to the scene and some adults trying to break up the altercation. Little League District 8 Administrator Bernard Ashley, who has been involved with the league for 35 years, says it was about the most disgusting thing I had ever seen in Little League in all the years I've been doing it. No serious injuries were reported. Next story, John. A mother of the year candidate gets early start as she smokes bath salts, strips naked, punches a nurse, and tries to eat a cop oh, while still in the hospital after giving birth. That's right, John. This is out of Pennsylvania. A woman who just giving birth is accused of smoking a synthetic bath salt in the hospital and going on a violent rampage. 
Carla Murphy, 31, of Altoona, was recovering in the hospital on June 17th after delivering her baby two days earlier. The Altoona Mirror reported. Police say that Murphy smoked the synthetic drug, prompting her to strip off her clothes and go wild in the bathroom. Murphy rolled around the shower floor, confused and unable to state her own name. Cops arrived to calm her and found her in found in her purse a dismantled black pen with powder inside that the mother later called Disco, a street name for bath salts. As Murphy flailed about, a nurse administered the antipsychotic drug Haldol. Murphy responded by punching the nurse in the face. She reportedly <laughs> remained aggressive, cursing and trying to escape the hotel room. An officer restrained her, but Murphy managed to stand up, hit, and attempt to bite the cop. Police then handcuffed and arrested Murphy, who also kicked the nurse in the chest on her way out of the room. Authorities escorted Murphy to the Blair County Prison and charged her with aggravated assault, simple assault, disorderly conduct, public drunkenness, felony possession of a designer drug, and harassment. A subsequent search of her home revealed more bath salts, aluminum foil, and a broken bottle with brown residue in it. Bath salts, John, if you didn't know, is a synthetic cocaine-like substance found in smoke shops and gas stations, and can lead to paranoia and hallucinations. It is illegal in many states, though not for smoking, and is connected to a few, though not all, recent cannibalistic attacks. Next and last story, John. Punch me in the fucking face! A woman faces charges after attacking a Chuck E. Cheese. Police took one woman into custody tonight. They said she walked into a Monroeville Chuck E. Cheese with a brick and a knife and started a fight. Sources <laughs> said a man was having a birthday party for his son inside the restaurant on Route 22 when his ex-girlfriend walked into the building at 7.30 and attacked his new girlfriend. The new girlfriend was taken to UPMC Mercy to be treated for non-life-threatening wounds to the back of her head. Another woman who tried to intervene in the fight was bitten in the chest. Her wound, her wound was cleaned <laughs> at the scene. Police were questioning the woman accused of attacking at the Moroville Police Department. The woman, whose name has not been released, is expected to be charged with aggravated assault and possibly with other crimes. And that's the news, John. I, uh, I walked into a bar once, got six stitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Phil the Greg and Lincoln with Total Dog Nonsense. <laughs> okay, see you, man. I'm getting ready for the Olympics, John. Yeah, douche. I'm participating this year. Special Olympics, I hope. He must be talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on with these bath salts? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have? I haven't. Not 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 to to that detail uh that that often, but uh bath salts. Yeah. So you go to Walmart, you buy bath salts? What no, is that? No, no, you you get them in a gas station. At a gas something. station. Yeah. Is this like the salt for the road? No. Is it's, it the stuff uh, like when I broke my ankle I put salt in there, Epsom salt, and then I soak my ankle. Is that what they use? I don't think so. What are these bath salts? Somebody tell us. Somebody bath email salts. us and let us know what these are. Let's see. Let's see what it says in Wikipedia. Uh, water soluble, blah, blah, blah. History of bath salts. No, no. That's regular bath salts. Regular. Regular. 
Um, that's the regular kind. Uh, let's see. Here's a PA mount. Boy, she looks spooky. Oh, you know, one story we didn't cover, Whitney Houston. Uh, you know, she passed away, John. Yeah. She had dentures. Did you know that? No. Yeah, the coroner report. Dentures. All her teeth fall out. Fell out because of the all the drugs she all was the doing. Meth. Yeah. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Let's see if I could shop for bath salts. Passion fruit. No. Do you smoke them? Yeah, this woman smoked them the, in the Phil's last story. She smoked them. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about them there, Scott. Uh. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I wish I was going to read something. What eh, was it, John? It. There was a link in here. I had a story right from Libertyville. That's right oh. next door, John. And I can't find it. So uh, I was listening to something on CNBC. They were talking about inter- inter- intellectual property. And again, I want to. Uh, we got to get the conservative libertarian perspective on this, because um, I'm always under the impression that um, when they're talking about free market, that they're talking about conditional free market, which means that intellectual property, which really isn't property at all, that if you copy the music and keep it such as pirating or whatever, you're not depriving that individual of, you're not stealing anything because you're not depriving them permanently of their property. Um, and uh, and I, I read some, I listened to some, uh, watched an interesting video with um, Stossel, and this chick, uh, I forget her name, something Kennedy. She's got like a on the Reason Network, some sort of a radio show, and then some other dude. And they're talking about how bands like Rage Against the Machine are anti-capitalist, um, but then they're they're willing to collect money for their songs. Which, you know, I don't understand um, how that makes them anti-capitalists but hypocrites at the same time i don't have a problem with people making money with their intellectual ideas you know whatever it is they have an idea it's the problem of of using the government to back up the the individual monopoly you know what i'm saying do you understand what i'm getting there no not really. Okay, you have an idea yes. and you you get a patent for it or or you write a song and it gives it doesn't necessarily give you exclusive rights, but it gives exclusive rights to the record company or whatever to collect on that song forever. You get a royalty and you have a monopoly on that music and in a free market they're they're coming up basically the record company comes up with a price and they say they're kind of in collusion we agree to this one price and and no matter what it is i mean the cds were ten dollars which were supposed to be a cheaper media than cassettes or albums and the price never went down it continued to be the same 
Now you can get it digitally, and it's still expensive to buy music, right? Although you can do a little bit of a la carte. You can get one song at a time, which you couldn't before, which is great. But the problem is what I'm thinking with when it, when it comes to free market that they should put their song out there for sale, but let the buyer decide what the fair price should be. What if the buyer decides it's uh, worth nothing? Then they make their money on the performance. Then they should find another fucking job, work at McDonald's then. Okay. I don't understand how libertarians come down on the side of saying that the it, it's not fair for the government to back up workers and back up unions and back up a minimum wage but yet it's okay to back up an intellectual idea an intellectual property here here's something that thomas jefferson said if nature has made any one thing less susceptible than all others of exclusive property it is the action of thinking power called an idea which an individual may exclusively possess as long as he keeps it to himself. But, but, but the moment it is divulged, it forces itself into the possession of everyone, and the receiver cannot dis- dispossess himself of it. Its peculiar character, too, is that no one possesses the less because every other possesses the whole of it. He who receives any idea from me receives instruction himself without lessening mine, as he who lights his taper at mine receives light without darkening me, that ideas should freely spread from one to another over the globe for the moral and mutual instruction of man and improvement of his condition seems to have been peculiarly peculiarly and benevolently designed benevolent benevolently <laughs> come on you're almost through it designed by nature when she made them like fire ex- expansible over all space without lessening their density in any point and like the air in which we breathe move and have our physical being incapable of confinement or exclusive appropriation Inventions then cannot, in nature, be a subject of property. Thomas Jefferson said that. John Perry Barlow said, I personally think intellectual property is an oxymoron. Physical objects have a completely different nature economy, natural economy than intellectual goods. It's a tricky thing to try to own something that remains in your possession even after you give it to many others. So... You know, when I hear this argument about uh, free market, it seems it's conditional. And it's a philosophical argument. It's not really a logical argument. It's very philosophical. And it's because it breaks down uh, under certain conditions. Yeah, it breaks down under certain conditions, especially when you talk about theft. Stealing uh, intellectual property is not the same as stealing physical property because you never deprive that person permanently of that property. It's just a copy. See what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So if you're going to be, if it's going to be a free market, then it's got to be a free market. You got to be able to keyword free. Yeah. 
So as I was, you know, digging around for this stuff, somehow, I don't know how, uh, when I watched this John Stossel thing, they started talking about the movie Dirty Dancing. And they said in the movie Dirty Dancing, the bad guy uh, ends up handing Baby a copy of Atlas Shrugged. (laughs) I missed that. Yeah. But they're wrong. It was The Fountainhead, a different book. Oh. And they said, yeah, as soon as that happened, you knew this guy's going to kill somebody or, you know, they roll their eyes because they're so fucking full of themselves. And um, really what happens is um, it's this character, Robbie. Robbie knocks up this chick, Lisa, one of the dancers, and Patrick Swayze gets the blame for it by the the rich father of Baby. And uh, Robbie is just this waiter, and part of his job is to flirt with the uh, with the uh, you know the the women that come there and make them feel good because these guys are young and good looking. And at some point, um, when uh, uh, Baby finds out. Um, that uh, Robbie's the one that's fucked everything up. Um, baby confronts Robbie in the resort hotel dining room and asks asks him to give uh, Penny the two hundred fifty dollars for the abortion, and uh, or maybe it's Penny he knocks up and not Lisa. And Robbie refused, saying some people count and some people don't. Robbie then handed Baby an obviously much-read paperback copy of The Fountainhead and recommended that she read it. Read it. I think you'll enjoy it, but return it. I have notes in there. Now, in The Fountainhead, I saw the movie. Um, I have not read the book, but I have heard about how um, uh, Ayn Rand glorifies rape in the book. She likes the fact that uh, a woman is gives up to her man, the master, and the uh, some people count and some people don't is kind of what we talked about in objectivism, the selfishness, and that she believed that some people weren't worthy. They're parasites, peasants, leeches, and then the other people, the people that deserve everything because they take what they want. Hmm. And... Um, I found that interesting that when I was looking up this thing about intellectual property and the monopolization and kind of how it's anti-capitalistic, I stumbled upon Stossel and this discussion about Hollywood hypocrites and musical hypocrites, and and I had no idea that in Dirty Dancing, uh, Ayn Rand reared her ugly head in the movie. Yeah, I, I saw that movie when it first came out, and I probably have seen it once since, but I don't remember that at all. Now, would a guy like Marty remember that? Would he be able to cite that? No, I don't think so. No. But the the movie doesn't really play the rape off all that that much, although he does bang the chick again, I think, later on uh, when she's married. <laughs> it's It's kind of fucked up, but she was... I guess in the book I don't I don't have an excerpt of it but um 
Uh, Rourke could not succeed professionally in his situation, blah, blah, blah. But there's like a violent rape scene, supposedly, in this book uh, for this chick that was really into him. And uh, he finally just decided to take advantage of her. And she protested, but then not totally. And then she felt bad about it afterwards. In in Fountainhead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah. So intellectual property to me is, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I come down on it on different sides. Um, You know, patents and stuff like that for individuals are great. But then at some point, they got to be, you got to give them up. For example, I don't know how long we were paying $400 for a fucking DVD player because only the top three Japanese companies were allowed or licensed the technology. The price didn't come down until the Koreans got it. They released a patent to them and licensed it to them. And then all of a sudden, the DVD player was 70 bucks. It went from 400 to $70 overnight. One Christmas, I bought everybody DVD players for Christmas. They thought I'd spent a million dollars on them, but no. Now you could get them for nothing. It was the Koreans. 35 bucks. And other no, Korean... but they were... Go ahead. You know, they, they had this patent, and, they, and innovation was stifled because um, they held on to it, and they basically price-fixed... If you wanted a DVD player, hey, pay the big bucks, you know. I say put it out there and let people decide what they'll pay. And it's already obsolete. DVDs. Fuck. Yeah. Well, except for the director's cut. Well, you mentioned, not the director's cut, but the uh, audio track of the director or of somebody who made the movie. You like to listen to that. I don't see that ever coming over to streaming, do you? That kind of stuff? Yeah. What? What do you mean? All of it? Like on a DVD, you have the option to turn on the director talking well, about the movie as the movie's oh yeah, playing. I definitely, I definitely see that happening. I see the entire movie experience. I was just talking about this yesterday when we were. Uh, um, I was telling my kids how, uh, or Saturday, how Joe and I used to go to his dad's theater. He was a projectionist. He was a union projectionist. He made a lot of money. And that was when they actually cut film and they spliced it and they had to turn, you know, there'd be a dot that would show up in the right side of the screen and that would tell them when to switch to the next reel and they turn on the other projector and then rewind that film and, you know, start over again. Um, and now they don't do that anymore. It's just a, you know, an $8 and 50 cent an hour college kid or just some kid out of high school running the projectors and pretty soon it will be in the cloud it'll be digital media being pulled down from a server uh and they'll get access or license to it and it'll be fully digital there will be no film anymore and at some point it'll be like well why the fuck should i even go to the theater anymore they're already starting to show like first run films that you can stream for like nine ninety nine. Uh like Goon, for instance, they they pre released that before it went to the theater. 
so I see that as the next experience. Um, and in the cloud right now, that whole thing is kind of genius because you upload supposedly all your songs. So you have your whole library and you put it out in the cloud. Well, the cloud doesn't hold your song, my song of the same title, uh, that guy's song, that guy's song, that guy's song. If you download it from iTunes and then you put it in the cloud, it's just that one song available to everybody. So it's not like two million instances of one song. It's just one single song that's accessible. Right. So... I think that's where it's going, man. It's going to that. Here, here's here's something that the guy says. Uh, Carl Fogel says copyright infringement is not stealing, and copyright law is against the free market. It is a system of government-sponsored monopolies. Isn't that what they say about unions? Mm-hmm. So, if your labor is your property. Don't you want a government helping back that up to make sure that you don't get fucking swindled? Especially with contracts nowadays. Have you seen the iTunes contract? I haven't. Dude, that thing is, it's impossible to read. I, without a law degree, I couldn't fucking understand a word in that thing. It's ridiculous how big it is. And every time they update iTunes, you got to agree to that ridiculous contract again. And when you buy a house, do you read all those pages of the contract no. for your loan? The this fine print where they're basically telling you that, oh, at any time we could sell your fucking loan to some somebody else or put it in some junk bond so that you get really fucked over in the future and your interest rate goes through the roof. Well, our, our mortgage uh, on one of our homes, it was in the contract that they would never sell the loan. And then the bank went out of business. Oof. So I thought, hey, they're out of business, so they're not they're not going to uh, <laughs> send us notices anymore. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work that it way. It doesn't, no. Too bad, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's usually insured by something, so an insurance company wants it. The bank went out of business, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so now since then, since that bank went out of business, we've had probably four or five different, our mortgage sold to five different places. Yeah. We just got our latest place in the last three months. Oh, let's see what Milton Freeman says. He's the father of the free market. I've never heard this quote before. For one thing, there are many inventions that are not patentable. The inventor... Of the supermarket, for example, conferred great benefits on his fellow men for which he could not charge them, insofar as the same kind of ability is required for one kind of invention as for the other. The existence of patents tends to divert activity to patentable inventions. I don't know what that means exactly. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you have it. The marketplace of ideas, Scott. That's what we're all about. Right on, John. I like the marketplace of ideas. To argue, to come to a consensus, to continue the argument. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's America right there. Not Ted Nugent. 
fucking douchebag. I hate that guy. I want to fight him. All right. It's a, I'm off of my soapbox now. Well, you know what that I means, John. I don't even John. know if I made any sense. What's that? Uh, end of the show, 2 oh, 6. Comes to a close, no right. doubt. All right, well, that's it. Thanks to Amber for calling in. Uh, big shout-out to Lori again. Just for shits and giggles. No catheter reunion tomorrow night uh, is the word I got. Uh, maybe next week. And maybe we'll have an actual reunion on the show. While we were doing the yeah. show, you got the word that no reunion tomorrow? Well, I'm going to see if uh, since... Uh, yeah, I, I got the, that that email. I, I'm going to see if maybe... We can actually do the reunion here, live nice. on the show. Yeah, but we'd actually have to play some songs. I have to think that through how we're gonna. Well, here's how what we you manage do. that. You uh, you start at seven, right? And you have your reunion, and then you record it, and then uh, I show up, and then we start the show, and then whoever wants to stick around can be on the show. Yeah, and you can play some clips from practice or the reunion. Oh, it's that simple, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that simple? You want me to come over at 6 and help you set up stuff? <laughs> it's just that simple. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. I got to think it through. I got to put a plan together. Map it out. Do some drawings. Right. All right. That's all the time we have for this week. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.